they got to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz or rush, y'all turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant nerds give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Nana. I'm Big T. And I'm Martin. And welcome to episode 239 of Blurred Us. We are back after a little bit of an absence. Um, so much has been happening. Um, so, you know, there may be times where scheduling will be a bit conflicted. Uh, I am now a train driver, fully, fully, fully driving by myself. <laughs> So, uh, I, that means I am now back to doing shift work. I can no longer like pick and choose when I go in. I can no longer make an excuse not to work the weekends. I, you know, whatever shift I'm given is for the most part the shift that I have to do. Obviously, there'll be periods of times where I have annual leave and ad hoc where, you know, that will give me some extra days off. But, you know, ideally, I want to use that for like, you know, the podcast is important but like important things in it um so that is why we've had a little bit of a impromptu break um but with that being said there has been a lot of different things happening uh which i'm about to get into uh before i do that as we go through what we've been watching and doing we at blurs have a very unique rating system we call it the chicken rating system if we think something's absolutely dead it gets bones if it's next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece, as the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Now, so let me go with the personal stuff first, yeah? Uh, train driver, cool, check. Uh, obviously told you guys got engaged, cool, check. Uh, last couple of weeks, me and Dar have been running around looking at wedding venues and halls and, you know, seeing how much extortionate pricing that weddings are. Um, that has been an adventure in itself, fucking long, but we're getting Listen, there slowly. Don't ask for a wedding cake. Don't ever, ever say you want a wedding cake. Just say you want a normal cake, and it'll take easily two grand off of your tool. Mm. Listen, my auntie's making the cake, bro. I'm not paying for no cake. Uh, right. If if, if Del wants a cake, yeah, Del can pay for a cake. But my auntie, my auntie's a cake maker, and so I want to get her to do my wedding cake, innit? Nice, um, nice. I'll so, make you a cake for two grand. <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> I would not pay you two pennies to make me a wedding cake. You mad before everybody gets food poisoning, yeah? Yeah, that's really a smart thing to do, actually. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's 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 been like that's been a bit of a headache, isn't it? Like it's long because like I've got a big African family, I've got a lot of friends in it, so like our venues gotta hold up that many people that like I wanna celebrate with you know, those dearest and closest to me in it. And like, you know, what most people say that literally you only really ever get everyone to gather around when it's a wedding, funeral, or like a christening in it. So, you know, I want to try and make most of, of that time to like link up with as many family as possible in it. 
Um, so that has been literally, I'm not going to lie, been giving me headaches at time and anxiety and stress because not only do you have to find a venue and make what, make it work here, yeah, it's expensive. And I just, I don't like planning for things when I don't know that I, I don't have the money. Like I know you can like put down deposits and then you pay them later, but like, present Nana is worried that future Nana might not have the monies. So I'm just mm. like very nervous of like, you know, uh, pushing the button and, and signing off on certain things until I know that, yeah, I'm a hundred percent going to have that cheddar in like 12 months time. And, um, mm. um, not all like everything's been weddings. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous episode or cause it's been a while since recorded. Um, Del was recently cast in um, a Disney movie. Um, So she is going to be in uh, Disenchanted. It's going straight to Disney Plus. Uh, I want to say she has like a 30 second scene. So I can't quit my job and retire just yet. But, (laughs) you know, I'm hoping and praying that this will like kick down some doors and open up some more acting avenues for her. Because like she put in the, she's like, in her life, she's putting that in the work and like she went to drama school, she went to acting school in America. Like she's she's done what she needs to do to get more opportunities. And I, I mean, love like, little crowns, so yeah, she she's done a lot. Exactly. Like that's just a part of like her talent, isn't it? Mm. So um she got like it's sick of it because she has an agent in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like her previous agent was alright, but like I don't think it was on job in it. So she switched to this new guy, yeah. And then, like, literally within, like, three days, he was like, oh, yeah, I've got you an audition for this, isn't it? And she's like, oh, okay, cool, isn't it? Like, mm. she went to audition, yeah. And she was like, oh, like, they like you. And she was like, all right, cool. Like, she normally hears, hears people tell her that all the time, but don't really go on it. Mm. But now she's like, no, 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 they like you, they Like, literally, they're going to send someone around to, like, measure you, and they're going to send you around to, like, do hair and makeup. I was like, jeez, okay, okay. <laughs> And then, um, you know, they had a car pick her up in the morning and like, like, when she told me the whole experience, I was like, shit, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was bossy in it. Like, it was, they treated her as if she was like the leading role. Like, she got all the works, man. She got her own trailer. She got like someone to run around, make her coffee and shit. Like, no, nah, she, she loved it. And I like, I loved hearing the experience. Um, and living through her, um, what's the word? Is it vicariously living through her, whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, that's the phrase. Yeah, that's the phrase. Yeah, man. So, like, I, I, I you know, and also, like, Jura can't really say what she's doing, but she could tell me what the movie was. So, again, I'm looking forward, like, again, even if it's 30 seconds, yeah, I'm gonna be gassed, bro. I'm gonna t- <laughs> listen. Be- I can mention you in some going, that's my girl. Unfortunately, over his, I think it's going straight to Disney Plus. But if it, oh my days, if it was in a cinema, yeah, do you know what the way I'll probably like try and run out a whole screen, bro, and just, uh, just get everybody <laughs> can't watch it. Uh, even if it is just like a, a, a minute scene or whatever, like it's still sick in it. So it doesn't matter. You're proud of her. She's oh, done yeah, a good job. 100%, so, yeah, man. Good so, like I said, man, I'm praying that opens more doors. Cause I told her already, yeah, like literally when, when Disney come and knocking and she's in that Marvel movie, I'm coming. Like, literally, like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm coming as a bodyguard aside. Like I'm going to, I'm coming yeah. to that one way or another. Yeah. I'm going to find a way onto that set. So, uh, <laughs> but. Speaking of like sets and meeting famous people, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this as well. Like, um, obviously on and off, uh, I mentioned that Dell's been working uh, uh, has nanny for a famous person, um, and literally she sent me a text message. She was like, "Oh, don't be jealous, but um, 
I'm going to the premiere of um, the Fantastic Beats, The Secret of Dumbledore. And I was like, no, nah, like, I'm not jealous. Like, you know, like, go enjoy it. Like, you've, you've, you deserve it kind of thing, innit? Like, with everything that's been going on since COVID and everything, like, we, we, we deserve some nice things, innit? Like, you deserve your flowers, innit? I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? Go, go, like, I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm not mad, innit? Like, you earned it kind of thing, innit? Like, go and enjoy it. And then literally, like, an hour or two later, she was like, oh, I could probably get you a ticket, you know? I was like, yes! Of course! Me dear, me dear, me dear, we're coming, we're coming. But then I was like, oh shit, I don't have nothing to wear. So I literally had to go to like, I can't remember where we went. I think not River Island. It might, we we went somewhere, and then I literally got her to pick me out an entire new outfit. Uh-huh. I literally have nothing to wear for like such fancy um, endeavors. And literally mm-hmm. over the summer, I'm probably gonna get her to t- me and her probably gonna go Mossbros. I'm probably gonna get like three new seats because. I literally don't like. I'm just normally like jogging bottoms and a t-shirt and like g like. I dress very basic. I'm not very stylish in it, so I definitely need to um, improve the wardrobe. So anyway, we get to um, where the premiere was. It was like somewhere in Waterloo. Uh, we walk through. We get to get on get walked on the red carpet. Um, saw Mad Mickelson there. Saw Jude Law. Saw like quite a lot of active people from the film in it. So I was no, like, cool. no Ezra Miller though, I'm guessing. Nah, no Ezra Miller. And um who else was You there? know what happened you know what happened to him, innit? He got arrested, didn't it? Yeah. Was that in London? Uh oh, I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that he's know. been I've heard he's been arrested. I've heard he's been arre- he was arrested and that they're now like the flash movies on hold. Yeah, DC are, Warner Brothers ain't happy with him, boy. And, and people are saying, is it Grant Guston? The guy that does the, the, t- the TV show? The show. Yeah, the yeah. one that does the TV, yeah, they're saying that he should, they want him, to be honest, he should be cast as the Flash in the first place. Like, yeah, he should have, I think he like, should have. It, it, it was dumb for them to make it Ezra Miller, like, you had the TV show that was on point, it was banging, you should have just cast him. Like, it would have just made, you could have easily just, again, if you had to explain, just be like, oh, he used a time force or whatever he uses, like, literally, mm-hmm. it's just the same Flash in a different universe. If you really want to distinguish the two, you can just have him jump from one <laughs> universe to another, like, literally flash does that shit all the time <laughs> so anyway he wasn't there um he also wasn't there. i thought i thought it was funny yeah because mm-hmm. i don't know um uh ezra miller like i'm i'm guessing i learned today that he's like not transgender but like you know he like identifies as a different as as non-binary something, something other than what he's assigned gender was at mm-hmm. birth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And someone like posted on, on Facebook about um uh, uh about this whole Ezra Miller thing mm-hmm. and how uh, he should be dropped from DC and he should be this that and someone commented something like um you know when you put like the stars to correct your spelling? Yeah. And mm-hmm. someone someone put them with the star on it, mm-hmm. and something like, "Ah, oh, just because he's da 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 doesn't mean we have to misgender misgender them." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was funny because usually, like, I get confused about that stuff because, like, how can one person be a them? But in this case, the the thumbnail <laughs> that was with the post was Flash, and it had like two Ezra Millers on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Yeah, okay, he is a them." 
I guess that's right. He, is, he literally is a them in this picture. How, how, how would your mind box get over, over it? <laughs> I, I, I did not I, even I have to rationalize. I did not even know that Ezra Miller, um, you know, didn't identify as. Um, Neither did I. Uh, uh, he, I guess. I didn't know yeah. his pronouns were they and them, to be honest. Um, mm. Yeah, that's mad. Um, it doesn't say where, it just says he was arrested while doing karaoke. Yeah, yeah that's that was, so uh, random as well, <laughs> Listen, my karaoke is so much fun. Just get drunk and start singing the random mm-hmm. songs. You're good. How do you get arrested for karaoke? He, yo, so this well, was, he this, must have this, a terrible singing voice. This was in Hawaii, so he probably was on the liquor hard. <laughs> Ella. It was in Hawaii. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing on the article. Okay, so Ezra Miller anyway. is a day or a dem. Um, yeah, day, day wasn't there. Oh, that's going to be so confusing. Uh, <laughs> they they wasn't there, which was you know I I, I didn't expect him to be to be honest. Um, so anyway, we walked on the red carpet. You had fans on either side, but like there was a little bit of a misunderstanding. So like we weren't like where the celebrities were on the red carpet. We were like a little bit to the left of them, which I was like you know no drama. Like we'll still get to see them and then like, we'll meet them at the after party. And then we've gone inside and there's like this like closed off VIP bit kind of thing. And I was like, right, like, I'm pretty sure we're meant to be with, with them, innit? Like, we're meant to be over there in that bit of the, of the party kind of thing. So, so I was like, you know what, yeah, like, not to be that guy, yeah, but if I, if, if my ticket says I'm meant to be the celebrities, yeah, I want to be with the celebrities. I want to be with the celebrities, innit? So, um, I, we've gone over to this woman's like, um, I think there's been a bit of a confusion. And then she was like, oh, like, you know, that section's like for the talent and like their parents and stuff. And it was like, oh, yeah. Um, like we're with um Dan Fogg, isn't it? And then she's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Let me just like double check the list. And she's like, oh no, you're not on the list. But let me just like speak to like the woman in charge. And she spoke to the woman in charge. She's like, yep, yeah, now nah, you're good to go in. So we went in, and they were like serving free champagne and and you know a little uh, okay, this bit was just champagne and stuff, innit? So there, um, you know the um obviously all the actors were still on the like on the red carpet, but like as the like evening went on, yeah. Like, literally, Mads Mikkelsen walked in, Jude Law walked in, and I was just like, ah, oh, like, I don't get a picture of them now, but, like, right now, I'm moving mad nervous in it, also at the same time, like, it's still, now like... Now I'm going to start calling them by their first name now, yeah, it's, not, it's not the Jude Law, yeah, it's just, that's... hey, Jude, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, it was it was still early in the night, and I was like, you know what, let, let, let's let them, like, watch the movie, and, like, I'll, I'll see if I can get an opportunity with them at the after party, because at the after party, no whole holds barred in it, like, I'm going to have a couple of drinks, I was gonna go and be like, "Yo, can I get a picture?" Um, and uh, they was like, "Nah, do it now." Like he won't mind. And I was like, "Nah, like I'm, I'm like mad shy right now. Like I'm not like literally. I will do it later in it." So then we've gone into the um, theater, and they're still showing um, like the uh, the like actors being interviewed. Now I don't know if this was shade or if this was just how it supposedly just happened to be in it, but like literally. Just as J.K. Rowling was being interviewed, that's when they cut off the um, like the video feed and then started introducing the actors. And I was just like, "Ooh, ooh. <laughs> like what's going on there? Like, Damn. was that telling, was that done on purpose or was that just purely a coinky dink? You know what I mean? I was like, wait, like let's not even get into J.K. Rowling. I was like, let me just enjoy the movie in it, and then um. 
So basically, you see the first picture I posted in the group here. It's with the guy that plays like the mayor of like Germany or whatever, or the Ministry of Magic for Germany or whatever. Yeah, like he was barely like Mads Mikkelsen. So I thought I was mad, didn't it? Like I literally was like, okay, do you know what? I saw him downstairs. Yeah, I'm just gonna t- now that he's like right in front of him. Let me just ask him and get a picture of him in it. Yeah, and he was downstairs as well, and so it was Mads Mikkelsen in it. But this time it wasn't Mads Mikkelsen. It was the other guy. Who looks bare like him, and then like obviously, um, I was gassed in it, so I thought that was him. And I spoke to I spoke to Dan Fogler's wife, and she was like, "Nah, mate, that's not him. Like, <laughs> like no, <laughs> like he looks like him, but that's not who you think is." I was like, "Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! Like, how kind of shot?" I was like, "You know what? Yeah, if I don't get a picture of Baz Mikkelsen, yeah, that's going to suck. That for like a minute and like for five minutes, I thought that was Baz Mikkelsen in it, but." Anyway, so, like, once all the actors got introduced, and this is, like, how sick it was, yeah. So, like, two rows in front of us was the guy that played, like, the mayor. A row in front of us to the left was, um... Oh, I want to say her name was, like, Jessica... No, not Jessica Lawrence, because Jessica Lawrence is, um... Fucking the other girl. Basically, the, you know they've introduced, like, a new black character into, um... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. She was, she was, sat, yeah. she was sat in front to the left of us, and then Dan Fogler was sat like literally at the end of our row, and like there was a couple of other people in and around us that were like in the film. I just didn't know who their names were. Um, why is it taking so long to bring that? Jessica Williams. I was close. I was close. So yeah, Jessica Williams was sat in front of us. Uh, she plays Laylee Lally Hicks. Um. So literally, they were all in and around us, and I, I thought I was sick. And then, um, so we watched the movie. Um, obviously, initially, I was under an NDA, so I couldn't talk about the movie until like Tuesday. Which I, but do you know what? Yeah, like big ups to anyone that watches these things, yeah, and like sticks to their NDA. Because I'm not gonna lie, once the movie was done, yeah, I literally just wanted to tweet, post. I wanted to talk to you, lot by. I wanted to talk. Like I literally wanted to scream and shout to the world, like. I see this movie and I do you know what I mean but the fact that I wasn't allowed to talk about it like was kind of frustrating um but then eventually obviously I forgot and then I was like okay cool but um watch the movie and then we go to this after party yeah it's like in Somerset House yeah go inside there's like again free alcohol free food and like the way the place was kind of so it was kind of split up in it so it, you had like all the actors and their people kind of in the back he had everyone's oh. in the front and whoa did i lose somebody did can you not hear me yeah you're still here i can hear you okay t just dropped t just dropped out for a bit okay t's back yep um so like it wasn't like a, there was like a, a a ribbon or anything like section of the two sides it was just more so like the actors were kind of like in their half and they're like the regular people were like in their half but like you could go in the in between the like the sections kind of thing and also like we we were guests of Dan Fogler so we were sat on his table in it and then literally like Mad Mikkels was like the table next to us in it or like a couple of tables in front and I was like you know what yeah if I don't p- pick up the courage and ask this guy now I'm never gonna do it so literally yeah. I just I just down my drink went over and I was like yo like do you mind if I take a picture of you like you're a really cool dude. He was like, yeah, sure, man. Like, you do a selfie? Like, you, how do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, cool. Took a selfie. And then I was like, oh, like, I really enjoyed your movie Drunk. Um, That's the... um, I reviewed on this... I reviewed, I reviewed on this podcast, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, I really enjoyed your, your, your film in it. Like, it was really cool to see you in it. Because, like, 
obviously it's like it was a Danish show that I had done back in like his hometown, I guess. And um he was like, Yeah, you know, I'm 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 still working on trying to get drunk and he just showed me his bottle of Peroni that he was drinking. I was like, ah, sick. I was like, ah, oh, that's funny. And then uh, yeah. And then I took a picture of the um with Jessica Williams. Um she was really cool. Like again, it was very similar to like when I was at C2E2 and um is it Laz Alonso, the guy that plays Mother's Milk? Like, he was so... I don't think for... Like, it felt like they... For them, yeah, the reality of them being celebrities or being, like, big-time actors hadn't sunk in. Because she was like, oh, so thank... Like, she was so like, oh, thank you for coming out to watch the movie. Like, I hope you enjoyed it. And I was like, yo, like, you just started like, why? Don't thank me. I should be thanking you for even... For allowing me to be in your presence kind of thing. And then... um the guy that plays, uh, no, not Eddie Redmayne, um, Callum Turner, that he plays, um, Newt's brother. Again, like, he was just being so, like, f- f- like, being just super friendly and just, like, walking in and around and just chatting to everybody. I was like, you know what, yeah, like, you're here, you're being friendly, let me just grab a picture of you, innit? So I went out to, and this dude, like, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, this dude is bare tall and he's a very fucking handsome dude. And like, he was just like, oh, like, who are you? I was like, oh, I'm Nana. He's like, oh, um, I, I'm Callum, by the way. I was like, bro, like, why are you introducing yourself? Like, you're like, I just didn't see you in this movie. Like, <clears throat> like, I don't know who you are. And then, um, yeah, just had a couple of drinks, chatted with Dan. It was my first time meeting Dan, um, and speaking to him. That was really cool. And like, literally, um, I cannot wait to see him again. I hope the next time he's in London, um, I can take him for some real food because, they were serving like these like fancy little posh little bowls foods that like you know like them they were basically appetizers but they tried to make it like they were mains in it but they were like appetizers food in it and Dan wasn't really getting jiggy with the food in it like and I wasn't really getting jiggy so I said to him you know what yeah next time you're in London yeah I'm gonna take you to like somewhere nice to eat some good food in it because this is <laughs> this ain't, if this is what you normally eat when you go to these things like you're gonna go home hungry now. so I said to him next time he's back in, he's, he's, he's in, in ends yeah we will um talk and go get some food and he's a Giants fan by the way so me and him had some gave, we, had, we gave each other a side eye because obviously I'm a Cowboys fan um but yeah yeah it's yeah I don't know what's going on well, that sounds good man Nah, it is. It's just friggin'. Just, it was just like I could do that every week. Like literally, that's how much fun I had. Like, li- like I could generally. I feel like I would just get addicted to that lifestyle. Like, so Dell, hurry up and become famous, cause uh, <laughs> literally, I think that's what. Yeah, I wouldn't have to work. I can just go to the red carpets, drink free alcohol, eat free food, and mingle yeah, with other celebrities. Home husband as well. I, I, will, that's the life, I, I will fully be a stay-at-home Ace. husband. Yeah. Ace was feeling like Pretty Woman on the red carpet. Bruv, I was, I was, I was gassed. I was gassed. It was like I, I've never felt like this before. It was, it was amazing. Like again, obviously, like I, I, I was a little bit shy at points, just purely because again, like I'm with people that I see on TV. Like you know, you, you don't normally get to rub shoulders of the stars and being literally right next to and and you know, there are other people there as well. And I was just like, raw, like, are all these people famous or like, or are they like family members of, of famous people? <laughs> or like, plus ones like you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Or plus ones like me. Again, you just didn't know it, but like, you know, what? other than the, 
after the initial like um imposter syndrome wore off i was like cool like i was just <laughs> chilling having drinks like just chatting away and yeah man so i, I just gotta thank Del for letting me come with her um it was an amazing experience now the movie <laughs> oh my god i've talked about half an hour and i ain't even got to the movie yet now the movie yeah <laughs> yeah we moving like a young thomas out here like okay yeah exactly <laughs> like um, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i don't know if it's a shining new toy syndrome but i think this is probably the best film out of the three so far um if i say the first one was a holding them i think the second one dropped a little bit uh, dropped off a little bit um you know um Jacob Jacob Kowalski wasn't in it as much, um, and this is even before like I knew Dan, I knew Dan like that. But like his character, I think made the first one because he was the mug in it. Like he was us. He was just a normal person in this in in this wizarding world, and like his comedic timing and the jokes that he had in the first one was on point. In the second one, he wasn't in it as much, and like you felt it in it. Um, now I was quite upset. Well, not even not quite upset, but I didn't like the fact that they changed um, Johnny Depp from Fantastic from the, from the first two because I thought he's really good and I thought he played a really um, menacing Grindelwald. Yeah, so obviously I got mad respect for for Mads in it, but like I didn't know whether he could. He could fill those boots, you know what I mean? Like, like, Mads is, is a great actor in it, but he's different to Johnny Depp, if that makes sense. Um, but he smashes it. Like, literally, he, he, he knocks it out of the park. Like, you, you get the tension, you get the, the villainy. Like, the, if they wanted to, he could have gone, I think they, they could have, like, if they wanted to push the boundaries, I think it's a PG in it. But if they wanted to push the boundaries at that rating, I think he could have done a lot more villainous shit and, like, you know, just been a bit more like evil and torturing people and shit like that. Um, it, the, the new characters also got the time to shine. Um, there was enough like action story. There was, uh, references to the, the, the original, uh, Harry Potter books. Um, the world, like again, as whatever beef you may have with JK Rowling, yeah, the world that she has built and like the, uh, the creatures and stuff that they've created for this universe, yeah, are so sick, man. CGI was on point. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, it was two hours and twenty two minutes, yeah, but it flew by quickly. Like it just, it just went, and then the movie was done. I, I've only watched it once, and I will watch it again, um, because it's now finally out. Uh, I was gonna hopefully try to do that today, um, but I didn't get a chance to. So I will watch it again because I want to review it again, um. But I would, if you are a fan of Harry Potter, you're a fan of the Fantastic B series, this is one you should definitely go check out, man. It's just a very well done movie. It's very cool. And, um, yeah, the experience of being on the red carpet made it even better. And I cannot wait to be on the red carpet again. All right. Mm-hmm. I am going to give myself, like, literally. What were, go on. What was your score for it? A whole chicken. A whole chicken. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's. Can it, I ask you one question? Yeah, go on. <laughs> did the celebrities influence that? <laughs> huh? Did it? Did the celebrities influence the score? No. I, 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 think, yeah. I think even if I didn't go to that thing, I think I'd have really enjoyed it. Like, again, I know. I, I know. Nana's, the, Nana's I, like. Nana's like. Oh, 
I don't know if Mads Mikkelsen can feel Johnny Depp's boobs. <laughs> and he met him and was like, yes, now I know he can. Yeah. My friend now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my boy. Like, Mads is my boy. Uh, uh, yeah, my question. Um, I know what your question is going to be. Spoilers. Possible spoilers for anyone that doesn't want to know. I know exactly but what your question is going to be. for some reason, I'm very intrigued mm-hmm. <laughs> by this question. What is the secret of Dumbledore? Is it what I think it is? Do we get some Jude Law on Mads Mikkelsen so, action in this? Movie? I don't really know, like, because again, because J.K. Rowling's come out and said that Dumbledore's gay, I don't think it was ever a secret. And again, what? Okay, one thing I did like is that they addressed that within like the first ten seconds of the movie, like literally. Oh yeah. Hit, hit, Dumbledore, oh, they just get out of the way. They just come out. Yeah, like, literally, okay, Dumbledore, and Grind- Dumbledore and Grindelwald are basically on a date, and he's basically oh, like, sorry. he's basically like you know, we used to be lovers and he's like, well, I'm going to kill you now, basically. Like, he was like, we're he was, ba- he's, okay. he ba- literally, in the first like, five minutes, was like, yeah, we, yes, we're lovers. All right, but I want to kill everybody. You want to save everybody. Well, I'm giving you, like, the ex-lovers warning. You get in my way, yeah. it's peak for you, isn't it? Like, literally, yeah. like, literally, like, obviously, I'm paraphrasing in ghetto language, but it's like, raw, we used to be boys, isn't it? Like, well, well not boys, but we used to be lovers, so cool like I won't kill you right now but if you get in my way like I will kill you in it like <laughs> I ain't gonna kill you right now but after tonight in the morning then then I'll, I'll kill you that, once, that, I got what, that, once I got what I came here for that is then, that, that then is ba- like that is basically what he said and like again <laughs> I'm I'm not I don't I, I'm gonna be honest I don't normally watch anything of like um, what's the word um, of like um, same sex gay or lesbian relationships in it so like obviously you know I understand that love is love in it, but like the sexual tension that these two had for each other in this movie was clear to see. Do you know what I mean? Like, and um, you, I don't know if you remember in the in the second movie they introduced like um, basically there's like a a spell that binds the two of them that doesn't allow them to attack attack each other. So that's why like Dumbledore isn't directly fighting against Grindelwald and he's getting like Newt and other people to like do his fighting for him because if he acts against him he basically like starts to get choked and stuff and like you know it starts to kill him so again like I I, I did like the fact that you know they didn't hide from it they just came out with like look these two in the past have had a, a, a deep loving relationship um, you know but after they've like grown up and seen the world their ideals have changed because basically initially Dumbledore and Grindelwald had the same ideal that they both wanted to like make magicians great again do you know what I mean <laughs> like that that was their their motto that they they were basically like um Voldemort in a sense that they wanted pure bloods they didn't really want muggles about and they kind of wanted to get rid of them but obviously Dumbledore through like life experience realized that actually that's not the right way. And then Grindel was like, rah, like, we both agreed to, like, you know, make the world a place of pure blood um, magicians. Like, now you've stabbed me in the back and you're going against me. And then again, like I said, in the first five minutes, he just basically said to him, like, rah, we're cool right now, but after tonight, if I see you, it's on site. <laughs> and again, it... it it was said you 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 stabbed me in the back, but not in the good way. Yeah, not in the good way. And, 
And um, yeah, no, it, like I said, but I, literally, I I can't wait for other people to see it, other people to review it. Um, I think it's always hard to do trilogies, isn't it? Like you know, normally it's like the first one's good, the second one's alright, and the third one's like a shambles. Like it's very hard to get one where they're all good. And I think mm-hmm. one and three are up there. They're they're you know they're they're whole chickens. I think two was maybe a three piece borderline half, but mm. you know, I, I just like what they did of it. And the only, I wouldn't even say it was a criticism. Like I wanted more of some of the other characters. Like there's this, um, there's a, a, this next black dude wizard here that like they, they form like a, a mini Avengers kind of thing in it. And they each have a role to play in it. And his role is to like basically go to Grind- Grindelwald's um, crew and basically be like, "Oh, Dumbledore sent me to be like a, a double agent for him, but I'm going to be a double agent for you if you want me to." And you know, he was hardly in the movie, and like near the end, yeah, he goes ham in it. Like, as, it, it's it's hard to go ham as a wizard, yeah, but he goes ham in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it would have been nice to see him in other action scenes. And again, like, without seeing the, the, um, the main series, yeah, it's interesting to see how they can pull off, a, like, a wizard fight and make it look good and make it look like, like a good action set piece. Um, I think out of all the movies, they probably did it the best hearing it. Like, there was a lot of shit going on. Um, the jokes were on point. And yeah, man, like, again, I can't wait for you all to go see it. It's out now in the UK. It's not out in America for another week. Um, mm. but again, I, you know, I understand like some people don't want to go see it because they don't want to, um, give JK Rowling her, her any money from it, which is fair enough. Um, if you got a pirate, you got a pirate, but, I do think this is this is something that you, you should see, man. Like, I so just another quick question. Sorry, you, you said the wizard action was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never thought Harry Potter wizard action was that good. Like, it's just two guys pointing sticks at each other really hard, and like we do, like we still have kids. Like, like Doctor Strange, for example, like that is like some sick magic action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's so. Does this movie do anything more than just pointing sticks at each other hard, or is that um, what it, they kind of more like use their surroundings and more like they throw stuff at each other in like interesting way? Yeah. Like she's summons, yeah, that's like, what I want to see. She yeah, she I mean, like summons see. like a lightning storm and like she turns okay. footsteps. So, so again, it's, it's it's more than just the intense staring at each other and pointing. <laughs> yeah, and do you know what I mean? Um, mm. And my last, my last question mm-hmm. is: there any kind of like forced, tacked on kind of tease that like Harry Potter's coming? Um, nah, it's literally pretty standalone. I think the only yeah. the only main kind of reference that I clock from like the main series is that um, there's like this creature that kind of like is used to kind of determine who like the next leader of the magical world should be. Mm. And, um, obviously, um, at a point where the decision making, the creature goes to Dumbledore and he's like, you know what? Like, I don't want it kind of thing. And mm. that's also obviously like, that was one of the things in the book where like, you know, one of the, 
the Minister of Magic at that time was jealous of Dumbledore because, like, he knew that Dumbledore, like, everyone wanted Dumbledore to be the Minister of Magic, but Dumbledore just wanted to be a teacher. And, like, yeah. it all, it hints at, like, you know, Dumbledore being just the most sickest magician, but he just doesn't want it. So, again, you get that reference to it. Um, you meet, um, Dumbledore's brother. Which I was like, okay, okay, Dumbledore's good brother. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that in the books, but I was like, I right, yeah, Dumbledore had a brother, and I think a sister, and a sister was um, was Shadow Powers, Shadow Powers, or something like that. He yeah, was such she, a dickhead to the. She was the she was like um Professor Finch, isn't it, or the caretaker? Yeah, they 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 were they were of magical like heritage, but didn't have no magic. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I remember him. I remember That's him having one. a sister. But when he was a brother, I was like, I was like, right, you got a brother there. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would highly recommend people. If you're a fan of the Harry Potter franchise, if you're a fan of Fantastic Beasts of Where to Find Them, uh, this is definitely one shit. And you know what else was pretty cool? I don't remember there being like a post credit scene. I don't remember there being like a, a, a major sub for, you know, another movie. It just kind of just felt complete, which was really good. Mm. All right. So T-Bear asked me a question. I'm going to try and get through my shit as quickly as possible um, in literally five minutes so I can let you guys have your time to shine in a sense. Uh, I finally got around to watching Demon Slayer, uh, the Entertainment District arc. Um, it was fucking yes. fantastic. Um, yes. If it doesn't win like a million awards at the Crunchyroll um, awards for like best action, best boy, best support actor, best voice, like literally, yeah, like I am going to, in a sense, suck the dick of Demon Slayer and like wax lyrical whoa, about whoa, it. Whoa. <laughs> it's a term of phrase. Relax yourself. <laughs> um, however, yeah, I think the anime, yeah, like, okay, so whole, Demon Slayer is a whole chicken, animation is superb, da 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 da, everything here. But reincarnated as a slime season two? Oh my god! That was amazing. Like literally, more people need to be watching reincarnated as a slime. More people need to be giving it its flowers. It is an absolutely fantastic anime. I don't know whether it's cause it's just got a little bit more etchiness in it and just a little bit more humor in it, but like, even the like the political side of it, like literally, I swear there was like three episodes where like no action happened. They were just all sat at a table just discussing like politics and the interworking of how they're gonna sell their plan. But even when it gets to the end of the action, yeah, all oh my days and oh I forgot his name yeah, the black the not the black demon guy. He's basically a black man anyway. Um the re- is it Ben Benahime? The 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 the, the, the red guy. One the, the red hair the red hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he is a level ten filth beast. He is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. And he's not even a main character. He's like some little side character, yeah. But you can tell, yeah, like in the future, he is going to be OP as fuck, man. Like, I love it. Like, they they give the other side characters their time to shine in it. And yeah. animation's dope. Like, everything's just superb in that, man. So, Demon Slayer, yes, amazing, great animation. Like, these people must spend like 10 hours animating like five seconds <laughs> do you know what I mean because that's how much detail yeah, it, they... was, it was visual porn it mm. was just absolutely amazing everything that was going on that, the way they slowed down the animation mm. the crispness of the animation and even the um, the music that went along with it like the musical score and everything it was absolutely amazing so yeah I gave I, I just... gave the district arc like a whole chicken as well 
Sorry. I just wanted to say porn is visual anyway. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you, don't watch, you, don't watch, you don't watch porn for the soundtrack. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, people watch ASMR porn nowadays. <laughs> That's true. So, That's true. so clearly there are people that like to get their rocks off to the sound of porn. But, um, so yeah, Demon Slayer, Reincarnate Slime, both whole chickens. If you're an anime head, even if you're not anime head, both working, check, both worth checking out. They're both like not difficult enough to to follow to be an entry start anime. Like I think Death Note is not a, a good place to start someone as their like very first anime. That can be a bit um a lot. Like you know what I mean. I think you got to start someone with something a little bit fun, a little bit actually. Um, Do you know? My opinion on that is if this person's a dickhead as always because that anime stick him on definite or something that would just, <laughs> just make him contemplate their, life. Fuck their minds. <laughs> um, I finally got around to watch Upload Season 2. Uh, this is the show with um, not Stephen Amell. I think it's like Liam Amell, Stephen Amell's brother. Um, it's the one where, you know, when they die, they get um, put into this virtual world. Um, this season wasn't as good as Season 1. I'm gonna give it a very generous free piece. Um, I felt like at times, like some of the episodes just started and there was like scenes missing. Uh, it does get better as it goes along and like finds its foot, the foot finds its feet. Um, but again, if if you are a fan of season one, I guess you should carry on watching it just to see how it it it, it, it continues the story. Um, next up, and again, I'm sorry for doing such a terrible job and not having all my notes in the correct order. Uh, I watched Ambulance. Uh, did anyone else watch this? No, I didn't get a chance to. No, I never, right. never got uh, Ambulance starts Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaha Abdul-Mateen II. Um, Isa Gonzalez, uh, Garrett Gyllenhaal, Keir O'Donnell, uh, Jackson White. Hold on, Jackson White, isn't that? Okay, no, I thought that was somebody else. Um, the other <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, the other Jackson White. Um... <laughs> All right, so now this is this is weird, yeah, because this was this was not a good movie. Like this is a this is a bad movie, yeah. Like there's a lot of stupid things in it. Um, yes, I did like the like. Do you know what? Yeah, I was watching this movie thinking this feels like such a this feels like a Michael Bay movie. Not knowing that it was actually a Michael Bay movie, and when T was like, "Oh, I bet you're gonna love it," it's a Michael Bay. Movie. I was like. Oh, that makes so much sense. Um, like, I, I'm gonna give this a core chicken just for some of the action pieces, but it's a bad movie. Like, it, like I still think people should watch it, but just going knowing that like it's a bad movie, like it's stupid. Um, there are two brothers, um, and again they make the joke that oh, he's your brother, but I can't see the resemblance because obviously he's black mm. and you're white. Okay, yeah, we get that, right? Yeah, dumb joke. <laughs> um, basically, the uh, Abdul Mateen, his wife is like dying and she needs money and the insurance company won't pay it out. So he goes to his brother, he's a bit of a scumbag and he's like, I've just got this one job, I need one more guy. Um, if, you know, come and then that will be us set for life, innit? And then basically the bank robbery goes wrong. They escape in the ambulance uh, with a... Um, a um what do they call them over here they would be called a paramedic i think they're called emts over there yeah yeah, yeah so she's basically mm. in the ambulance with the, with the mm. cop that they shot she's got savers like like again yeah it kind of the, the the i don't know i wouldn't say gruesome but the detail 
in like how they do like what a bod- inside a body would look like nowadays is like just just amazing. Um, so again, I wouldn't say it was gore, but like she cuts up the cops back in the back of an ambulance and then like performs like open heart surgery on him kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And like the detail and the blood and everything was like, just like on job in it. But, um, mm-hmm. and again, it like, there's some fun moments and it, but the thing is the story is so straightforward. Like, so obviously they're an ambulance in it. Yeah. How would you escape from, um, police chasing you in an ambulance? Um, Put your siren on so everyone gets out of your way. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that's fair. But all right, let, let me phrase the question: How would you lose the police? How? Because how, how, for for me, as I was watching, I was like, I bet they're gonna do this, and they did it. And I was like, of course. Well, uh, go to uh, well, find find another one and do a switch a rule or something. Pretty much. So they basically went to like a place where there's like um, a whole garage of ambulances. Yeah. <laughs> parked in there with all the ambulances he had ranged for like this next gang to meet up there in that spot and then literally um being like a, a blind spot that the police couldn't see which ambulance what was going on and then literally dispersed in lo- loads of different directions and different ambulances and i was like of course that's what you're gonna, <laughs> what you're gonna do um mm, you remember fast you remember um Fast and Furious 2, where they got all the cars and the old cars started um, merging or whatever, so they lost, <clears throat> they lost um, what was his name? Tyrese, uh, was it Tyrese Gibson and um, yeah. Paul Walker's characters? Yeah, that, yeah. Was so done, like that, that was done so much better, not as yeah. like, telegraphed as this was. Um, mm. But again, like I, I, I'll, I'll give it its due that it, it held me enough purely because I'm a bit of an action junkie and I like explosions, but in terms of an actual movie, because the thing that pisses me off for this year, the trailer looks so sick. The trailer looks like this is going to be the sickest movie of the year. And it wasn't. It was very dry. Um, but I would still say go check it out, though, because, again, Michael Bay movies are fun popcorn movies. And again, even though this wasn't the most fun, it was definitely a popcorn movie. All right. Now, we're going to have some arguments here. And uh, this is where I'm sure you lot will be able to uh, have a little bit more input. Um, mm-hmm. Marvel finally dropped Moon Knight. Um, we haven't recorded so long that we're about to review <clears throat> um, episode one and episode two. Uh, episode one was, I want to say, the golden fish, the something fishy. Yeah, the, the goldfish problem. The goldfish problem. And episode two, I don't even know, I watched it like literally 10 minutes ago and I've already forgotten about it. <laughs> um, the suit, I guess, I don't know. That's what it's called, the suit. Yeah, summon the suit. Summon the suit. Okay. (sighs) Right now, I'm not getting jiggy with this. Yeah? It's a half chicken. After two episodes for me, it's a half chicken. Um, It's just not grabbing me. Like, episode two was a little bit better because it had a little bit more action and stuff going on. We got to see... (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that word. I thought, I thought, I I thought, I thought it was watching, Especially episode one, yeah. I was watching this mm. and I was like, Nana is probably hating this. I, I, <laughs> every time an action scene starts, it like, it glitches and skips it. <laughs> and then like, you see the aftermath of it. Like everybody's just laid out and shit. I'm like, Nana must be getting so vexed that they keep teasing him with this action and then skipping it to the point where I was almost like, 
I hope they do this the whole season. Nah. I hope we never. I hope we never see an action scene, nah, nah, and we nah, just nah. keep seeing glitching. Like I would, I would actually, I, I was cracking up just thinking nah, about you. I, I would, like, I would like literally bones it if it did that. <laughs> I, I would. Do you know what? Again, it's not that I like. I get that you know. Also, I like my action stuff, yeah. Mm. And I, I get it. It's intriguing, isn't it? Like, don't get me wrong. It's piqued my interest in it. Like, and I'm, I, I think. <coughs> sorry, guys. I think because I have no um relationship with the character and like I I in a sense don't know his power set I don't really know what he's about like to throw it in there is just like not cool and again yeah I'm sorry yeah someone at, someone at Disney needs to be fired yeah because after all the Black Lives Matter and after all the shit we've been going through yeah about cultural appropriation and all that shit there yeah like don't get twisted I understand yeah that white people from London and in ends, yeah, say bruv in it, yeah. <laughs> but the way he said bruv just pissed me off, yeah. Oh, and then, see went to the, yeah, see and then, and, and then, okay, that that one I could kind of, you know, cringy call in it, yeah. Like, again, like I said, guys from white guys from N say bruv as well, and for the most part, they say it a lot better than he does in it, and it's mm-hmm. not an issue in it. But when my man said Wild Gone, I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> what are we doing here, Disney? Like, Disney, are you sure? Uh, everything he could have said, yeah, you had him say Wild One. Like, uh-huh. like, are you sure? Like, did, like, who approved that? <laughs> like, who actually thought that was a good idea? <laughs> like, it was just like, no, you can't, like, ah, oh, bro, you can't say that. I was like, nah, that, like, oh, come on. Like, and the way he said it as well, and the situation he said it in, that is not the time for that situation, especially for him. For, I'm sorry, for him, yeah, I don't know, what's he like, I don't know, 30, 40, yeah, living in London, that, that doesn't come out of your mouth like that. It, it, it's just, no, it was just, it was, it, it just, it was wrong. It was very wrong. Yeah, and Marvel, Marvel think they got points with the black community. No, they didn't. They, 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 America they, now. they, they, so they, they're like, we can, we can say, bruv and Wagwan now. We earned it. No, they, have, they, there's a black captain in America. It's like, it's like when Obama was president. Do you know what I mean? <coughs> nah, bro. Like, they, we they, can. It's time for change. We can do what we want. Now. Nah, they, they lost. I love you, my president, black. <laughs> they, they lost points on yeah. that one. I'm not gonna lie. They lost points, man. Like I was just like, because again, like I get he's you know meant to be like um, uncomfortable, a bit cringy. Like when he says, when he says late, late, late as gators. I'm like, nah, this guy. Like I feel <laughs> like, like if if this was like school times, yeah, and and I I I am not an advocate for bullying, and I never bullied anyone. Um, for the most part growing up in school but he would get bullied like he 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 was yeah, but then but then doesn't that show you how good the writing and performance is i said i guess he's meant to be playing some cringy loser mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you keep cringing at him and thinking how much of a loser he is yeah no so i understand that I, I, I mean? yeah I, yep. I i fully understand that but it's still just like ugh, like it's putting me off the character in it and mm. for yeah but I don't think it's meant to be endearing. Like, I yeah, think no, no, I, to, I, I understand. You know I, mean? I understand that, yeah. But like, for me, like, literally, it's put me off to watch the show because of yeah. how he is. It's jarring like, you that much. It, it, yes, <laughs> it's actually jarring. Like, literally, I watched episode two, like, literally an hour before we recorded because I was just like, I've got to watch this for the show. Like, hmm. 
it's not like again i'm giving it a half chicken yeah but it's because yeah. like it's not bad in it yeah like i like the visuals i like seeing the little i don't know whatever the mummy um with the little sickle <laughs> thing is is it Kushka or Kushku? I, I don't know. Konshu. Kon, I like seeing Konshu. Uh, like, Konshu gives me... um. Ah, oh, what's the oh, one from them? No, the one for... Well, yeah, it gives me that. But what's the Death Note guy? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ruk, Ruk, is it Ruk? Ruk, yeah. Ruk. It gives me that vibes, isn't it? So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. I like, I like him. Right. And especially when he's like, kill him. Pretty windpipe. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because episode one, it did give me Venom vibes. Episode two, it gave me more um, Death Note vibes. So mm-hmm. I think mm. it was a... I don't know what changed, but the feeling of what they were doing changed for me. Because episode one, I was like, hold on, this is just this the MCU's Venom. Like, right now, that was the vibe I was getting. Like, you're just, you know, slapping the Marvel label and packaging it a little bit different. But this is this is basically Venom to me, isn't it? Um but in episode two, I did like some of the changes they made. You know, they're starting to explain things a little bit more. Um, but again, like me and T also had a off the air conversation. You said that those that the critics that got this were given four episodes, and the four episodes that they watched were like, yeah, that made it complete. And I guess, like T was said, um, sorry again, off the air. But like that was maybe the same with Wonder Vision. Like Wonder Vision, it did take two or three episodes for it to get going. I think initially, like I liked it, but like I wasn't sure it was going. But at least with that, I'm pretty sure I probably gave that like a free piece. You know what I mean? Like I was still quite enjoying it. But like, this one, I'm still just like, oh, I don't really know just yet. And like I know it's a bit harsh to be uh, rating on episode episode. And maybe we'll obviously, you know, if the last you know four episodes, the last three episodes absolutely banged, then yes the whole thing can turn into a whole chicken but right now i'm just like yeah um before i let t give his thoughts and opinions um i know episode one if you pause it at that qr code and you scan it it gives you like the very first issue of when um moon Knight appeared there was a second qr qr code in episode two did anyone scan it yeah it it so in episode one, mm-hmm. uh, it gives you, I think, issue 32 of Werewolf by Night, mm-hmm. which is Moon Knight's first appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in episode two, it gives you issue 33, which is the next his, issue his, after that. His so, second appearance. And it said something like, "Come, I think each episode, the QR code is just going to give you another comic book. Okay, that's, that's another pretty... Another free Moon Knight comic book, which yeah, is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I do like that. What I liked about yeah. it as well is that um, obviously the his first appearance was in Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. So literally the first moment you see him, he's fighting this like werewolf, mm-hmm. like this dog, this dog man. Yeah. So I thought it was quite cool that in the first two episodes they had him fighting the jackal, mm-hmm. which is like another dog type creature. So it was kind of like visually kind of like a nod to his first comic book appearance. Do you know what I mean? Fighting mm. this, like, dog-type creature. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so give me give me your, your rating and your opinion, T. Go on, T. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so I, I really... I'm really enjoying this show. Um, I think this is... Uh... Out of the live action shows, this is probably top three for me. 
Mad. With with Wanda and with Loki, I would put this right in there with those two. Mad. Um, for me, the more ground, the more like street level stuff, the more grounded, like realistic stuff, isn't banging for me. Like what Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye. Do you know what I mean? They they were enjoyable, but they didn't like. They didn't smack out of the park how like for me One Division did or Loki did, mm-hmm. and to me so far. This has had the strongest, like one of the strongest starts, um, purely like based on the the mystery, the intrigue of of unraveling this this mystery of what's going on, who, like who he is, who these voices are that he's hearing. Like I thought it was, uh, I feel like based on the character from the comics, the way they've tackled this show. I think is very clever because it it's something different because in a sense it's kind of like like the Bourne movies do you know what I mean mm. where he's got these he's like secretly he's like an agent or something like and he's got these these fighting skills that he doesn't know about and stuff but what I think is smart about this show if if this is what they're doing because they have made significant changes to the character uh, which i'll get into in a sec but if they're at least going to stick with with um the the comics like who moon knight his, his real personality who he is i feel like it's really smart that they've because all right basically kind of spoilers for the comics may again may lead to spoilers in the show but it, you know what i mean the comics are out there but if you don't want to know anything, maybe skip a little bit. But the show is presenting Stephen Grant as the main character. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's who we start the show with, and the mystery is unfolded through through him. He's how we get into the story. But what I think is clever is that Stephen Grant isn't the real person. Mark no. Spector is the real person. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Stephen vibe. Grant is one of his because um, he's got disassociative personality disorder or whatever it's called identity disorder so Stephen Grant is one of his creations do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Stephen Grant never had a childhood never had this mum that he keeps talking about do you know what I mean all of that is made up so when that revelation happens and that twist like if they present it like as a twist which is what they seem to be doing it like that's going to be really cool I think I think it has potential to really be like a a mindfuck moment like Mm -hmm. and I, I think that it's a really clever way of of of, of approaching this this story, this character, because um, obviously, so far out of the first two episodes, we've been introduced to four elements, four personalities in a sense. Um, I mean, in the comics, there's even more. There's there's so he's got so many. Yeah, there's how, how, how many? You said, you said four. Who are they? So we've had. Um, so, had Stephen Grant, Stephen Grant, Moon Knight, and Mark Moon Knight, Spe- Mark Spector, Spe- mm. and Mister Knight. Mister Knight is the the one in the suit. With oh, him. the suit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see now. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, so, okay, cool. so that's what we got. We got Mister Knight, Mister Knight, Mister yeah. Knight. Yeah. So that's that's another. So in the co- this is what I'm saying, where they've made a lot of changes in the comics. Mark Spector, Mark Spector, they seem to have done pretty spot on. He's he's like mm. a mercenary. He's not a good guy. Do you know what I mean? He's a he's a bad guy. He, he's like a gun for hire. Does all these jobs for bad guys and stuff. Um, he gets betrayed and killed uh, in the desert or something. 
and he's dying and, and he, I think he comes across this temple mm-hmm. of, of Konshu and he dies but Konshu resurrects him but says you will be like my avatar in a sense like yeah. mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like, kind, of, kind of like spawn kind of thing um, so that seems pretty spot on from the hint what, what, what they've hinted at so far that seems pretty spot on and his personality and the fact that he's like you know what I mean? Like he, he, he's fucking up this woman. Is it Layla? Her name is like yes, so Layla, putting her life at risk. So he seems pretty spot on. Stephen Grant, on the other hand, though, is completely different to his comic book um, version. And I think they've done this to distance because Moon Knight is always known as Marvel's mm-hmm. Batman, and they've I think they've tried to distance themselves from that in the show because okay. Stephen Grant is basically Bruce Wayne. Mm. He is this rich, like playboy, rich guy. Billy, do you know what I mean? He's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but not so in this. <laughs> they, no, that's what I'm saying. They, and I don't mind it because mm-hmm. I like this story that they're, that they're doing with it. Um, I think that this Stephen Grant character, Mark Spector, clearly doesn't like what he's doing. Yeah. Regrets it. So maybe this Stephen Grant character is his way of getting out of this life, do you know what I mean? And starting again as someone else who who doesn't even know what he's done himself because he, he just can't live with it, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think that's maybe what the revelation is going to be. Moon Knight is Moon Knight. Again, seems pretty spot on. I like what they've done with his costume, how it's kind of like, because he's got the Egyptian influence. Yeah. They've kind of done this like mummified wrap kind of thing around him. I think that's really yeah. cool. I like the way he takes the moon blades out of his chest, like out of the symbol of his chest. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, but Mr. Knight as well. Um, again, they've kind of changed. In the comics, Mr. Knight is his detective persona. So again, another element of Batman. Mm. Um, kind of like Rorschach. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. this, this is his when he's working with police and when he's doing his investigations, he uses the Mister Knight persona. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, they've kind of made Moon Knight is Mark Spector when he's in control of it, and yeah. Mister Knight is when Stephen Grant is in control of it. Mm-hmm. And again, I liked it because of how they executed it. When it was like summon the suit, summon the suit. So in his mind, he's thinking of a suit. Like do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a three-piece suit. So that's what he summoned. So I like that. I like what they did with that. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that he took off his jacket and dashed it on the floor. I'm like, isn't that part of the <laughs> yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. But then, yeah, I, I thought it was quite funny. It had like elements of a Deadpool, like the, mm. the silliness of it. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, uh, oh, and the last thing I'll say is, is the villain. I like the villain. I think the villain is really complex. It's, it's complicated. He's not just like, I'm going to take over the world. He thinks he's doing good. He, in a way, he's kind of being forced to do it as well. He might, like, he doesn't want people to die. But this justice that the God that he's following has has developed this way of judging people based on their future actions as well. So mm. even if they haven't done anything yet, he knows they will do something. So he punishes them there and then to avoid it happening. Whereas Konshu punishes actions that have already been done. Do you know what I mean? So it's this really, it's quite a deep philosophical debate over do you punish people before they've even done anything because you know they're going to do it? Like the minority. If they haven't done, like the minority report, exactly. But if they haven't done it yet, they're still innocent. Mm. Could, could the future be changed? Maybe they might not do it. If you tell them that this is what you're going to do, they might choose not to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe it yeah. could be altered, but just straight up killing them 
for something that they might possibly do. And like he even says at one point, like, what about a baby? Would you kill a baby for something he's going to do in 30 years' time? And he was like, the, like, ba- so- the baby's the limb that needs to be amputated. Yeah. I was like, right, bro, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So he, he he's really, I like this villain. I think he's a very complex, maybe not sympathetic or even empathetic, but like, he's not the, the moustache twirling take over the world guy. Like, yeah. The best villains are people that don't know they're villains, that think they're doing good. Do you know what I mean? And it, it uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think it's good um, battle of ideas as well as like a physical battle that we're eventually going to get mm. because all Marvel products end with a, a big battle. So, but no, I'm enjoying it. I'm giving it a free piece so far. Okay, like I said, piece, I fair. think, huh? Okay, that's a free piece. That's fair. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I get a freebie. I think it has potential to be a whole chicken. Um, like you said, when they gave the critics the show before it came out, even though it's only a six episode season show, I'm I'm pretty sure they gave them four episodes because they said for you to fully understand what we're doing here, you have to see all four of these episodes. So mm. I'm I'm giving it its time that it deserves. Um I feel like the acting is on point, like Oscar Isaacs has got these two clearly defined characters, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you sometimes forget that they're both Oscar Isaac, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So He's, well defined he, he absolutely smashes it as that, like... He smashes it, yeah. But for me, it's just like, if this wasn't a Marvel project and I didn't do a podcast where I have to review, like, the what is trending in pop culture... I probably wouldn't have watched episode two. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, wow. there's, there's, there's better things in life to be watching right now. But again, you know, sometimes I end up watching a lot of crap anyway. So, you know. Yeah, Dragon Fett right yeah. now. That's what I'll say. Well, book of yeah, Fett. yeah, it's definitely better than the book of Boba Fett. Um, well, yeah. Actually, well, yeah mm, I don't know. But, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Don't stop the disrespect now. I, now what, you're just being I, weird. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take away the episodes with the Mandalorian and what do you get? Well, yeah, but that doesn't count. <laughs> exa- exactly. It probably doesn't count. They weren't episodes of Book of Boba Fett. They were episodes from season three of mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. Nah, <laughs> what we were watching was Book of Boba Fett and then they showed Mando. So as far as I'm I, concerned... I'm yeah. So this is... I, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if during season three of the Mandalorian, mm. there's two random Boba Fett episodes and mm. this was genuinely just a mix-up. <laughs> like, it wasn't meant to happen that way. All right, um, Martin, right, so, before I get yeah, controversial, so, what's on, your thoughts on me that episode one and two? All right, so, um, I give both episodes uh, three-piece. I'm really liking Moon Knight. Mm. Moon Knight, for um, a lot of people, for, uh, so for a lot of people that don't know, don't know about Moon Knight, I think, um, episode one was definitely a good introduction to the character, even without seeing Moon Knight. Um, because from the comics, um, so even as a comic book reader, not a lot of people know about Moon Knight. People's like famous ones like the Avengers, X Men, Spider Man, that kind of thing. So it's really good that we're seeing a very, a pretty much not so well known, um, uh, character and you know, sort of bring him into the forefront. Um, to I think explain, that's why they've been. I think that's why mm-hmm. they've been able to change the certain characters so drastically yeah. was because yeah. it's not that much of a well-known 
um, character. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So what I like about episode one is the way they filmed it sort of made you almost experience... Um, um, oh, what's his name again? Sorry, um, Stephen Grant. What's the experience Stephen Grant's issue mm. right there and then? So him... Right, for example, the way, the way it starts out with him like crushing um, glass and then putting on the slippers and stuff like that. Um, oh, that was cool as well, yeah. I yeah, know. I think that one in particular was that... I think with some people, they have um, what's called... Um, it's not, I, can't remember, I can't remember what it's called exactly, but it's a state where they constantly feel pain. So what they do is that they put on, they, they basically to redirect the pain to somewhere else, but for uh, Mark Spector's character, or sorry, Stephen Grant's character in particular, it was so that, you know, just just just, just, just to sort of get, to take away his pain or whatever it was. I don't think, um, I don't think it was Stephen Grant in the... Oh, you reckon, well, you, reckon, you reckon it was awesome? It was the villain, I think. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, I thought it was the villain, because I'm sure, because his thing is all about, like, Justice and paying for your sins and all that stuff. Oh, it's like, like a, he reckons me like self self flagellation. Yeah, that do you know thing. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I think that is. Because even in the later scenes, when you whenever he's walking around, you kind of hear mm. like kind of like a cow. You know, when a cowboy like the spurs of a cowboy. Yeah, because he's got the glass in his shoe, you can kind of hear the 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 glass. So I, 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 I thought it was him. Okay. I mean, it's interesting, though, because he suffers from, um, I think he pronounced it trigeminal, trigeminal neuralgia, which is basically um, some sort of uh, neurological disease that paralyzes half, well, in the coin box, it paralyzes half his body anyway, um, or at least the left side of his face. So I think maybe that could be a play on that as well, because he's paralyzed, maybe to feel something, that's why he does it. So that he feels that, you know, his body is somehow alive or whatever the case may be. Um, but I really thought that was a really good introduction to him. And um, specifically from Stephen Grant's, you know, seeing him that, you know, go through such measures in order just to make sure that he stays in his house. Um, mm. You know, he, he probably thought that he's a massive sleepwalker. So, um, you know, he shackles himself so that he has to go out. He doesn't move around, not realizing that actually it's... That it's his alter ego, Mark Spector, or one of his identities, Mark Spector, that goes about and you know does things. I thought that was a great introduction to it. Um, I also the fact that they, they did reveal Moon Knight in episode one, they left it to episode two, just so that we would still piece together how the series goes. I thought all that was done very well. Um, again, being exposed to Arthur um, Arthur Harrow, I thought was uh, was 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 done well, especially with his powers, given that, you know, his, um, like T mentioned earlier on, he's able to judge people and, you know, they either die on the spot or they don't. Um, episode two, obviously we see the suits, we see both Mr. Knight and, um, um, and Moon Knight, I thought that was pretty cool, uh, because we already spoke about the, the cool design and even the way he takes his weapons off his chest, I thought that was just pretty cool. But, I also like how, um, Konshu is very aware of m the multiple personalities that, um, or identities that uh, uh, Mark Spector has. <laughs> and if anyone's played, oh, I, can't remember the, I can't remember the name of the, of the game, but it's a character, a zombie-like character in the game called Pyramid Head. It may even be from um, 
Resident Evil. Yeah, uh, say, isn't, that, isn't that um not Resident Evil? Isn't that is it not Silent Hill? Silent. Hill, I mean, Silent. Maybe, maybe, maybe Silent Hill, mm. but I know it's definitely from a game. Mm. So I got those vibes because obviously pyramid head Egyptian whatever, and then you have Konshu with the sickle and whatever as well. Mm. As long as uh, beak, I was thinking, yeah, this guy's this guy's on on some other level. There's quite um, a bit of horror influence in this show. There, there, there is, there is. And he was in the self storage place, and Conchi was like stalking him. That was pretty scary, mm. bro. I, in my head, I, uh, well, as I was watching, I was thinking to myself. I came here to watch Moon Knight, not to watch something like the beginning of the little horror, because you know me in horror movies, they don't mix, so... Trust but, but me. It was shot, but it was Wait, shot hold, 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 well. hold, 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 hold on. Again, mm-hmm. a little bit of controversy, yeah? Have you not seen Morbius? No. Yes. Yeah. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Was that I tried to watch it online and the quality no, no, was... That same scene was in Morbius. I watched it in the cinema. That same scene was in Morbius. When he was at the really? you see when there was at the containers and the light was flashing, yeah. that basically exact same thing happens in Morbius. Oh man. yeah, yeah. When the woman's getting stalked by the um, oh in the hospital. Yeah, bruv. This is what I'm. Yeah. Sa- Listen again. I want to get controversial. Yeah, yeah. Based on like, alright, if Morbius is what an hour and forty four four minutes, yeah, and these mm. two episodes are two hours, yeah. Right now they're both on the same level. Yeah, You're they're both You're on the same You're level. Addicted. It's just the fact that certain people have got Marvel tinted glasses on and no. don't like Jared Leto. Right no. now, they're the same I, level, I, bro. I don't have I don't have Marvel tinted windows. Shit, I'll tell you a shit. Yeah, the, I keep saying Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier weren't that great. It was okay. Do you know what I mean? Hawkeye was good, but it weren't great. You know what I mean? Stuff that I do think is great, I'll say is great. You mm. know what I mean? So, and I don't have a problem with Jared Leto. Jared Leto isn't the problem with Morbius. Mm-hmm. He's actually decent casting. He looks like the guy. Yeah. The design for him is okay. He's not the problem. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's everything else in that movie. Every single thing is... is ah. Uh, are we getting into it? Are we just going to get into it? We'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get. Let's let Martin finish in it. Yeah, but on. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I have to be controversial, yeah. They're on, right now, they're on the same level. After, nah, we, yeah, we've, had, we've, we've had, we've had, we've had, we've had more, we've had more Moon Knight than we did of Morbius, yeah. And they're yeah, on but, the same level. But, no, but Morbius is a, um, Moon Knight is a show. Yeah, so it's going to, expand on certain things you know mm-hmm. I mean you can't you can't judge it on its runtime <laughs> to say like because we're still in act one of the show you mm-hmm. know what I mean so by the end of the show you can judge the story <laughs> but even based on just the first two episodes I would rather watch Moon Knight again and even if that's all I could watch for the rest of my life <laughs> that or watch Morbius one more time I'd rather watch Moon Knight and that be the only thing I could ever watch ever again okay. Morbius is so bad like what wow. you're saying right now is actually like I, 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 I it's triggering me <laughs> you know what I mean and I, and I know and I know it's because they kept cutting away from the action like it offended you like you you you, you, you I don't know I can't explain what I can't 
comprehend the words that you're saying right now. Mm. Uh, it's fine. I'm still your friend, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I, I can't. I don't agree with you. Though. Mm. That's. Uh, I, I, um, I think that's uh, blasphemous. <laughs> not even blasphemous like everyone's entitled to their opinion but like I, you're just wrong opinion. your opinions are wrong, wrong. Like, <laughs> opinions are wrong. Like, <laughs> that is one of them but yeah we'll, we'll get to it anyway we'll get to it oh, yeah, you know what so, uh, is, sorry just, this is mm. how boring Morbius is yeah mm-hmm. I wrote down my notes yeah I wrote down pure notes because I was going to rip into this movie mm. I lost my notes yeah today I can't find them mm-hmm. so I was like all right, let me just write down in my notes on my phone what I can remember about this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'll just, at least I've got something to say. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember shit. <laughs> this movie is so forgettable, bro. It's so forgettable. <laughs> and not only that, nothing actually happened. So there's nothing to remember. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, ugh. anyway, we'll get into it. So. <laughs> All right. So I'll just say this with the way I think it's going because they have a lot, they have quite a few Easter eggs in there. I think there's a reference to Wakanda as well. Um, um, I know Konshu is the, I think the brother of, um, I want to say it's, it's Baal, who is the Panther God goddess, depending on which comic book you read. So there's, that's that connection there. Um, the street performer in gold, that's one of his informants. So Mark Spector actually talk talks to him. He gets advice on on a street level as to what's going on and stuff like that as well. But it's just interesting that um Stephen Grant also gravitates towards it as well. Um so there's quite a few things going on there. And obviously at the end of the second episode we saw that Mark Spector sort of took control of his body back. Um and there was an interesting struggle there as well. So um will be again i'm looking forward to seeing how they progress because we may be introduced to more personalities into mark specter himself and how he lives his life compared to stephen grant and all that stuff so all that i'm looking forward to seeing because this is the potential for marvel i mean especially because it's um phase four it, it gives marvel a lot to play with and you know just link it to whatever the case may be that they want to link it to obviously um um in the comics moon knight and Blade have teamed up together, um, mm. along, along with um, um, I can't remember the name of the actual team, but the team also has um, um, a Werewolf by Night in there as well. So you know, there's the possibilities are endless for this. So um, and really- um, yeah. and the character that Kit Harrington's playing, or is it? Oh yeah, yeah. is it the Black Knight or yeah, the Black Knight. I, think, I think it's I think it's the Black Knight. Black Knight. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it's the Black Knight. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, so then, no, definitely not the Dark Knight, but yeah. So there's there's a lot of things <laughs> that I can do. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think you know, um, it's the, right now both episodes are three pieces for me. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what the fourth um, episode is. Well, obviously episode three, episode four. Um, I have a to question. see what else they do before they wrap up in episode six. So I, yeah, let's be done. I have a question. Supposedly there was like a Superman reference. Mm-hmm. Yes, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get it. What is it? Um, no, I didn't get that either. Okay, because I saw a tweet saying that basically, like, (coughs) um, Superman is getting referenced more in like Marvel and other stuff than it is in like, because they're not renewing Superman 2 and stuff (laughs) like that. And I was just like, I don't remember hearing a Superman reference, so I was wondering what it was. Yeah, I didn't catch a Superman reference. Okay. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, Like when, like maybe it's um, gone. 
Ray, you go, on. I like, go ahead. I like when I like the references to Avatar, to both versions of Avatar, when he was like, oh, yeah, blue people. And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, sorry. Oh, you mean the anime? And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was quite funny. Yeah, I, I didn't like. I do like little bits of it and stuff like that, but as a, right now, as an entire collective, um, yes, obviously, um, it's a little bit harsh to judge it on two episodes when, you know, what, how many episodes again? Six? Six, yeah. Yeah, so again, I, I, I honestly, I'm hoping that, like, it all comes together and is, is, is magnificent, isn't it? It's just that right now, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's like, it's a chore at the moment because I've got to do it for the podcast. Wow. I hope I get some excitement. And again, like, it's not, it's not horrible. Like, again, I do, it, it does intrigue me in it. So, yeah. Mm. Huh, we'll okay. see. We'll see. All right, mm. T, I'll let you take the lead on Morbius. Oh. <laughs> do I have to? Do I have to? Yes. Okay, so Sony released some shit movie <laughs> recently. Uh, no one saw it. Well, a lot of people saw it. I think it's made like 83 million in the box office. It's actually, huh? it's, it's, I think it's made 83 million in the box office, which is obviously it? not Spider-Man numbers, but, you know, we're still kind of in that pandemic world. That's actually pretty decent. Well, good. It's still shit. It's still, it's right, still so shit. So this movie yeah. stars Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius, Matt Smith as Milo, even though I swear his real name was like Jeffrey or something crap like that. His real name was like Lucifer or something like that. Yeah, Lucian or something like that. Uh, you had Adrian Ajona as Martin Bancroft. You had Jared Harris as Dr. Emil Nicholas. You had Tyrese Gibson as Agent Simon Stroud. We wasted. Uh, Al Madrigal as Agent Rodriguez. Again, wasted. Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes. Again, wasted. Um, yeah, no one else is kind of important. Um, <sighs> so, knowing that this movie was going to be bad and walking into it, it wasn't as disastrous as I thought it was going to be. It was it was quick. It was swift. You know, it had a couple of decent action scenes, a couple of one or two little jokes. You know, again, I think that Jer- I, anyone that is upset about this movie, yeah, if you're blaming it on Jared Leto's performance as Morbius, yeah, I think you're just being a little bit of a hater. I think he was fine. I don't think he he wasn't the problem. Like I said, yeah, he, and I, I know he you, was I know You're he, saying that, but for like a lot of people, to like hate that he's he's been getting online. You know, I think I see. I don't think I don't think people are blaming him for this movie being a bad mm-hmm. for for being so bad. I think people are just pointing out the fact that he just coincidentally happens to have the worst Marvel movie and the worst DC movie. Like, no his Joker was... Yeah, not... You know what I mean? Just as... as. But I think that's more to do with the writing than him, though. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's, he wasn't bad. In the right... With the right writing, the right director, the right studio, mm. like, basically, if they just let Marvel do this, <laughs> it would have been good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But they... Sony... I don't know, man. Like it's like in in Moonlight when Conchu's like, "Oh, the idiots in control." That's like the fans <laughs> when Sony release a Marvel movie. We're like, "Ah, oh, give it back to Marvel. Like let surrender control." Do you know what I mean? Like fucking, <laughs> like it's it's so bad. Like, and I didn't like Venom either. Do you know what I mean? And to me, 
this movie is worse than the Venom movies. At least the Venom movies, stuff happened. I'll, you know I'll, I mean? I'll, in, I'll agree in with this, that being worse, these being worse quality than the Venom movies. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah, so much worse. It's so boring. <laughs> it's so boring, bro. Like, <clears throat> in my notes, yeah, I went, when I went back through them, like, because I, 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 I tried to neaten them up, I had the words, this is boring, written five different occasions. <laughs> Like, and it just kept getting more and more boring. It had potential to be so good. Morbius as a character, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so complex. It's tragic. Do you know what I mean? You, you you feel for him, but at the end of the day, is is still. I mean, he's not even a real villain. Like he's he's a villain in the sense that he's a vampire mm-hmm. and he has to drink blood. But he's conflicted. He doesn't want to be that, mm-hmm. but. Do you know what I mean? So he's trying to cure himself, and uh, so it's it's complex. And they they attempted some kind of version of that, I guess, in this movie, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't great. Like again, I'm saying it's not Jared Leto's fault, but Mm -hmm. in the same way that Anakin Skywalker wasn't Hayden Christensen's fault, Mm -hmm. the performance was still bland. Do you know what I mean? Whether that's because the director told you to do it like that it still turned out bland and boring. Like, there's no... I didn't feel any emotion behind it. Like, him and Doctor Who's character are meant to be, like, best friends from back in the day, and they've, they have share this this illness, and, like, no one can relate to them. Like, they're, like, the Spartans or whatever. It's, it's the few against the many. But I didn't feel it at all. Like, I didn't feel it at all. And at no point in this movie did I think that he was going to end up being the villain. Like, as soon as this, the movie started, I was like, so he's going to be the villain because this movie was like one of those old, like, when comic book movies were first starting to come out, yeah, this yeah. movie would have fit in there perfectly. Yeah, I agree like, with that. It's, it's such a bait origin story. It's so standard. Like, and it's been done before by everyone and it's been done better. Like, it's got elements of Captain America's origin story, like this frail guy who has this serum or whatever, and then becomes buff. Do you know what I mean? So it had elements of that. Hulk, obviously, a, a, a experiment gone wrong. Mm-hmm. He ends up doing the experiment on himself or whatever Whatever the origin of Hulk they, they ended up doing for the movies, but had aspects of that, aspects of Spider-Man with this whole, especially the Amazing Spider-Man series, which I'll get back to that, but this whole... Um, human-animal DNA crossbreeding thing Mm -hmm. was an idea that was um, heavily present in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, especially the first one. Um, And obviously Blade, like, as a a vampire. And and this is where they fucked up, yeah? If Sony could actually make good movies, I reckon Marvel would have allowed them to just straight up be part of the MCU. There would have been no question. There wouldn't have been, uh, oh, it's a different it's a different dimension like it's part of the multiverse but it's not the mcu so we'll do you know what i mean we can make arrangements but you're not mcu do you know what i mean you're mcu adjacent but if they made good movies this they, they, these movies that they've chosen to make could have perfectly fit in the mcu and led to where the mcu seems to already be going like marvel clearly wanted the black suit which is why they ended up doing that stupid post credit scene which didn't make sense if you think about it's it. Absolutely. Because if you're transporting 
like if the magic is transporting you between dimensions, it's not like a portal opened and you step through it and then the portal closed. So that could have like accidentally chopped off a bit of the symbiote. Mm. No, your whole self is meant to be being transported. Yeah. Nothing should be left behind. So that already didn't make sense. But the post credit scene for this movie <laughs> fucking break. Yeah, it okay. breaks the multiverse. Yeah. It breaks it. <laughs> so this, it ruins it. I, I hate Stony, yeah, you that. fucked it up. Yeah, you I, fucked I, it up. Oh, tw- however many years of movies Marvel have been building up and you fucked it. They haven't learned a lesson. They're like, it's like it's like when your mum tells you take your brother with you like and you're like no he's gonna fuck it up no one likes him why do I have to take him and they're like just take him he's fine he's, he's cool man he's good nah he's not cool man he's a loser like that's what Sony is Sony is the loser little brother that is trying to beg off the big brother's popularity but he just ain't doing it do you know what I mean and it's frustrating it's so frustrating to see how well Marvel are doing it, even for Sony. Like, Marvel are doing it so well that they're making movies for Sony as well now. They're like, yeah, we'll make you a Spider-Man trilogy. Don't worry about that. Like, and, and it's one of the... It's, in terms of, as a whole, it's probably the best Spider-Man trilogy. Do you know what I mean? In terms of every movie is at least good. Like, there's no shit in... Anyway, this movie is boring. Yeah, It had potential to be good. <laughs> It, it, I'm going to say that a lot. It had potential to be something like, and I'm not even comparing it to other superhero movies now, just other movies in general. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen An American Werewolf in London. Nah, it's like a, a kind of old film. Uh, it's about an American tourist comes to um, England and while he's out in the moors or whatever, he, he gets bit by a werewolf, he becomes a werewolf. And it's just like a story of him and this transformation, and he's trying to hide it, he's trying to control it. It could have been that. This movie didn't even need a villain, like a traditional villain. Mm. He is the villain. It could yeah. have just been a story about a fool, like the fool of this man, like and him spiraling out of control as he tries to find this cure, and wants I, to cure his friend. I, like, I it could do, have been I, so deep, but it wasn't. It was I, just boring i do agree with the fact that they should have had a, a, a villain and it should have just been the police trying to hunt and figure out who morbius was and like yeah the, it, that's the, all it needed the, to the, be the and, mouse and that would have been sick yeah the cat and mouse game you know that would have been cool like we love a cat and mouse game like breaking bad death note or like we love a cat and mouse game that's a that could have been so cool and i feel like i think you said tyrese was wasted i think both of those police yeah. was wasted and i think what's happened was sony have reacted to um like spider-man's success mm-hmm. and where i think initially everything was meant to take place in the mcu mm-hmm. like venom like if they did it right venom could have just been in the mcu and hit, that could have led to the black spider black suit spider-man if morbius was good it could have just been in the mcu and could have led to Blade. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. we don't, we we haven't seen vampires in the MCU before, so Morbius could have been that explanation. He was the first one, like he, or or he reawakened or something. Do you know what I mean? And it would have been cool to see Morbius and Blade face off. Like it could have been so cool, but they dropped the ball, man. They they're really doing it shit, and they're just rushing because they are so desperate to get this fucking Sinister Six movie made. Can someone just give them a Sinister Six movie? Can Marvel just make them a Sinister <laughs> Six movie? 
and they'll be happy. Like that, that's all they seem to care about right now. They don't care about logic. They don't care about continuity. They don't care about rules. They don't care about anything. As long as they get six Spider-Man villains on screen, They're they'll happy. be happy. <laughs> and they don't even seem to care which six. Venom, Morbius, Craven, mm-hmm. Vulture. What kind of sinister six is this? <laughs> like, it's, it's the, so it's random. The, it's the, it's the B-tex, you know what I mean? B-Tex sinister and, six, isn't it? Huh? It's the B-Tex sinister six. It, the, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is the, this is the budget sinister six, boy. Mm. Marvel's sinister six was so good. It didn't even need six. They had five, but it was still six. So, but yeah, man, like, I, I feel like they really dropped the ball. Um, it was boring. <laughs> it were the, 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 his powers and how they develop was boring. Didn't make sense. Like, echolocation doesn't work like that. Um, also, what's with this smoke? Stuff that comes out of him when he flies. I don't get that. Because it's meant to be like a vampire and like Dracula in certain um, uh, yeah. tellings of uh, Dracula. He has that like little poof. I get it, but he specifically says in this movie, I'm not that kind of vampire. Like, holy water and crosses don't affect me. Yeah. I'm not that kind of vampire. Well, so, considering, like- considering it wasn't a supernatural thing, like vampires those vampires are a supernatural thing. He was a vampire through science. Mm. So you would expect, same way Spider-Man gained the abilities of a spider, you would think he would gain the abilities of a bat, which he kind of does with the sonar thing, even though it's not how sonar works. Mm. But then he can, like, fly, but supernaturally. Like, he's not got wings, he's just floating. Mm. And he's just smoky. And like, it's just weird. And then the bats are his friends. Like they, they consider him their brother now, mm. but more than that, now he's just their leader for some reason. And he can do a bat Hadouken when he <laughs> wants to, which is ridiculous. And yeah, like it just I was. Hadouken, you know, oh, bro. He, he when you see it, he, yeah. can basically, he can basically control, he basically air bends with, um, bats. He no way. Yeah, he bends bats. Like, and it's stupid because I'm sorry, if you did a Hadouken to me with bats, like me as a normal person, I don't reckon, like, it would probably hurt, but I don't reckon it would lift me off the ground and pin me against the wall. Ah, Do you know what I mean? A lot of that force. Exactly. And I'm a normal human. He's fighting another Morbius. He's fighting another Dracula who's got super strength and can fly and can do a substitution jutsu and puff into smoke and disappear and he's getting lifted off the ground and pinned against the wall with a bat hadouken like it's, it's stupid man yeah, anyway so. i don't know if you want to talk about this shit end credit scene yeah, but no, it, uh, it breaks it breaks the universe like it breaks like the rules that was the one thing i absolutely hate end credits was dumb it was terrible man it was terrible it was the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> Oh, it was so bad. I was actually upset. I was getting upset when I was watching it because I was like, no, like you're fucking with the MCU now. You're not just fucking up your own universe. Now you're fucking with the MCU. Mm. And that is unforgivable because you, nah, you can't just jump on once we're at success. Do you know what I mean? And like, 
Sony have actively committed fraud with this movie. <laughs> this is false advertisement and fraud because nothing in the trailers is in this movie and not in like a Marvel way where it's like, oh, we just put that in there to hype it up. But really the movie is still the same. Like mm. it's just, we didn't have that one shot. No, this entire plot points, entire scenes and characters and like teases and um, what's the word? Like, like nods to what universe we're in would have been removed completely. They're not in there. Like the scenes with Vulture are clearly not the original scenes they filmed because yeah. the scenes we get in the trailer seem like they may took place during the film. When Morbius goes to prison, he probably crosses paths with Vulture, which yeah. is what leads me to believe that originally, maybe this was meant to just be in the MCU. But they've decided now, this is what Sony have decided. They, you know how they love sending emails behind the scenes. <laughs> this is what they've decided, yeah? They're going to make their own multiverse, like their own Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. And one of the upcoming movies that they're going to make is Madam Web. And Madam Web, for, for all intents and purposes, they've said is going to be their Doctor Strange. She is going to be the one that brings all of these movies together. So rather than them just take place in the same universe, like Marvel did, that's too much effort. You have to worry about continuity. You have to worry about references and who's doing what. So we're just going to say every one of our movies is its own universe. And when we want to cross them over, we're just going to do it anyway, because fuck it. Like, there's no rules anymore. Like, why care? Why care? If you can just make a film, why should we care? And, like, to me, that's off it's offensive, because it's like they're not trying. They're assuming that, oh, we just like, as an audience, we just like seeing characters from different universes. No, that's not what it is. Like, it still has to be a good story. We still yeah. have to care about the characters, and, and, like, and I just didn't care. Like, from beginning to end, this movie was boring and it got more boring the longer it went on. And it, 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 it was such terrible. Like that end credit scene fully doesn't make sense for so many reasons. Yeah. Mayan, I don't know if you like don't want us to say anything. No, no, you go, you go ahead and say because I'm still going to watch this because yeah, watch when I watch it in my head, I'm going to be thinking of the. Um, animated series, the Spider-Man animated series, and Michael Morbius and that one. So yeah, I'll be making that a lot of comparisons. That one was so much better. That version was so superior to this version. And all right, so the end credit scene. Yeah, when I say it breaks the universe, it breaks the universe. It basically uses the ending of uh, No Way Home, when you know when like those purple like tears in the multiverse start opening. Mm -hmm. And Doctor Strange is like, oh, they're all coming through. Like everyone in the multiverse who knows Peter Parker, and we and we see like silhouettes of the villains coming through. Mm -hmm. Basically, in the, in the end credit scene of Morbius, you randomly see one of those purple tears open up in the sky, and then it closes, and then Vulture from the MCU just appears in this universe. Yeah, is in the prison. So, but that doesn't make sense because that's not how the spell worked. The spell was drawing people to the MCU from other universes. And then when Doctor Strange put it right, it sent everyone back. But it didn't send people from the MCU to other universes because 
they're already in their universe. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that already didn't follow the the logic the, the, the of logic and the pattern, the yeah. rules of what of, the, of what been set up. The only slight allowance I can give it is that Doctor Strange said the multiverse is something we know frighteningly little about. Yes, yeah, so, it so like we don't know. It could just be multiverse magic. Like mm. who knows? It, but it's still it's still annoying. <laughs> and then and then so that's the first credit scene. Yeah, is that he just appears and then because. Because Adrian Toomes technically doesn't exist in this universe, he hasn't committed those crimes. He has no reason to be in prison, so they yeah, just let him out. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> is joke. So that's the first credit scene. Then the second one, Morbius, even though he can fly, decides to drive his sports car, which he now has, out into the middle of the desert for no reason. To meet, to meet, to meet. Not not Adrian Toomes to meet Vulture. In his vulture suit, mm-hmm. which again doesn't make sense because you didn't like what was that in the corner of your prison cell when you got transported over here? Like, you're like, Oh, that's mine as well, by the way. That's but just my vulture just, suit. How did we get here? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How, like, and and so I don't get how the vulture suit is even here. If it if it is the vulture suit from the, from the MCU, it shouldn't be there because it didn't get transferred over with him. And if it's not, he shouldn't be able to build this in this world because it's made out of Chitari tech, which didn't happen in this world. There was no, like the Avengers movie didn't happen in this world. So that tech isn't there. The only thing I've seen, which again, I haven't been able to see them side by side to compare myself, but I saw online someone said that the vulture suit he's wearing in the post credit scene the design is very familiar to the vulture suit we see in the post credit scene of the amazing Spider-Man movie no, where they no, like no. go into the basement and you see like the Doc Ock yeah. arms and you see the vulture suit. Mm. So he could have just gone and got that one and be like, oh, that's yeah. lucky. I had a vulture suit and now there's a vulture suit here. I'll take that. <laughs> so, but again, and that's what leads me to believe as well that this Morbius world, it, clearly takes place in the same universe as Venom because there's a lot of references to Venom. He says Venom. There's references to what happened in San Francisco. So I'm assuming that Venom and Morbius are the same universe. Mm -hmm. And the director said that there is a Spider-Man in this world Mm -hmm. because as far as... Well, it is in the comics as well, but as far as Sony are doing with their multiverse there is a spider totem in every universe. So there is some form of a Spider-Man in every universe. That's why when they get to the Madam Web movie, they're going to use her to connect it all. But um, so he said there is a Spider-Man in this world. So it's either, because it's definitely not Tom Holland's Mm Spider-Man because um, we've seen Venom get transported to and from that universe and Adrian Toomes get transported between universes so it's not the tom holland one um it's not the sam raimi one because um because he's they already had a venom so it can't be that one because he's already faced venom so it can't it can't there can't be another eddie brock which do you know what i mean which has a venom suit so it leaves only andrew garfield so i think that the amazing Spider-Man movies, the Venom movie, and the Morbius movie, they are going to be revealed to be in the same universe. And then when we get the amazing Spider-Man 3, 
which since No Way Home, everyone's been clamoring for. I will remind people, though, that if there is an amazing Spider-Man 3, it's going to be Sony that makes it, not Marvel. Yep. So it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's still going to be shit. Like, so, yeah, that's what I think. I think these all will take place in the amazing Spider-Man world. Um, in the trailers, the Oscorp logo was the same one from the amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, as we said, the vulture suit that Adrian Toome gets allegedly appears to be the same one in the post credit scenes of the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and it's not, um, cause in the advert as well, they had the, the poster of Spider-Man in the alleyway mm. and it was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. So it was con- when we watched the trailer, it was confusing because it was like, there's Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. There's the Oscorp logo from Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And there's Adrian Toomes from the MCU Spider-Man. So no one knew what was going on. And clearly Sony didn't even know what was going on because they just seem to be making shit up as they go along. But I've spoken about this shit for too long now, to be honest. I, I've, I'm over it. I, I would give it a generous... I, I would give it, I, I would give it bones, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to give it a generous quarter chicken. That, but what? that that's me being in such a good mood and being so nice <laughs> to this piece of shit that I didn't. <laughs> so didn't did, so hold on, what did you like about it to give it a quarter chicken? I liked when it ended. <laughs> I like. <laughs> no, um, what does it get a quarter chicken for? I think Jared Leto is a good casting for Morbius. I think the look is good, like with his upturned nose and the, like the the. Like it's a it's a good look. It's a good yeah design for Morbius. What you get Oscar for like best makeup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which wouldn't make sense because it's clearly all CG. Mm. Uh, the one thing though, actually, I would have liked for him to have had have stayed in Morbius form because that's what happens to him. Once he turns into this vampire Morbius guy Mm -hmm. with his nose up and his butter self, that's just him. He doesn't like turn back and forth between them. He doesn't like become like go from some frail skinny guy to like sexy Jared Leto and then a vampire, but then he can turn back. Nah, like you're just this butter's vampire man now. Mm. And that's part of the tragedy of it. Like, so I would, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think it was well casted. Um, I like. I liked. Uh, <laughs> you struggling? You struggling? I don't lot. know. I don't, that's what I'm saying. This was a generous. I, I just, just just give it bones, bones. <laughs> I'm doing it. Bones. Right, cool. <laughs> it gets bones. Cool. Um, I'm still on my section. Uh, I finally started The Weakest Crest anime that mine rec- rendered like ages ago. I'm on episode four. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm hoping by next recording I'll have that finished. Um, the Bad Guys. Um, this was amazing, man. Like, T, did you get a chance to watch this in the end? Yeah, I watched this. I, this, I love this, man. Everything that I saw this, like, over everything I've mentioned, yeah. Other than the anime stuff, yeah. This is probably my favorite, man. This was just fucking... And again, I'm kind of glad that, like, when um, Ocean's 8 came out, it, I, it gave me the reason to watch um, the original Ocean movie, so I actually have that frame of, frame of reference. 
Um, <clears throat> this is a little bit of Pulp Fiction um, meets Ocean's Eleven. Um, it has Sam Rockwell as the wolf, Mark Moran as the snake, Aquafina. Um, actually, like this role for Aquafina suited her. This this worked Ooh. perfectly for her. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you had Craig Robinson um, as the shark again. I thought that was really cool. Anthony Ramos, there. Uh, Anthony Ramos as Piranha. Oh, Matting. I did not even clock that Richard Ayo, uh, huh? Richard Ayodoye was Professor Marmalade. Really? Yeah, his voice is so like I I don't know I I because his voice he's got such a big voice. You know what I mean, yeah, I didn't clock it was him. Mm. Um, Zazzy beats as Diana Foxerton, aka the Crimson Poor. Alex mm. Burris, Borstein as Police Chief Misty Luggins. Um, this was just such a fun movie, man. Several reformed yet misunderstood criminal animals attempt to be good with some disastrous results along the way. I thought the jokes were good. I thought the who, what, who, this was DreamWorks, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, this was, this was DreamWorks. Yeah, this was DreamWorks. I feel mm. like I hadn't seen a DreamWorks animated feature film in like forever, you know? Mm. I saw DreamWorks in another film just only a few months ago. Which was that? Um, the name, when it comes to me, I'll let you know. But yeah. I'm sure they have. Um, but yeah, man, I love the animation style. Like, like, it went in, like, when they like zoomed in and went to this like, detail where like, you can see like the pencil drawings of the a- animation for yeah example. i like this new i like this new animation style that's mm. kind of developed and a lot of studios are doing it now yeah like we had the spider-verse movies have done it mitchell's versus the web the mitchell's Mach- versus the machines. machines or whatever mm-hmm. um what was that the the fox the the red turning red, red. turning red did it mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I love it, man. I think it's really, I think it's a really cool way of making 3D animation even more stylized and smooth because mm. hand drawn animation, there's something about the movement that's really fluid when done right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like when they discovered that um, practical effects and CG effects aren't as good alone as they are when you combine them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Combining yeah. it. And so it's like the same thing has happened with animation now. We've gone from traditional hand-drawn, 3D took over, and now it's like it's been combined. And I think it, I think it's really effective. I like it. Mm. Um, again, I give us a whole chicken. I really love, enjoy the story. I thought it was funny. Um, the shark was over the top and stupid, but it, 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 it made it work, innit? And I like little, just like dumb things that obviously a snake doesn't have hands in it. So like he would use his tail to do certain things. But then when he was in like the disguise as a human, like there was jokes in the arms and stuff. So that was pretty jokes. Um, I liked at the end when they handcuffed him (laughs) and it was just like, it's so pointless because he's a snake. So all it is is like, (laughs) yeah, it's so dumb. Um, Mike, were you able to see this one? Um, no, I wasn't again. The quality online was terrible, so I'm just gonna have to try and watch it in the cinema. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I, I do hope you um get a chance to watch this because I, I think it is well of the trip. Like, it's either it's the Easter holidays right now. If you have kids and you can only afford them to take them to see one thing, uh, probably a little bit controversial here, I would say take them to see the bad guys over something the hedgehog to you. 
Um, that is how much fun I had as this movie. I was laughing out loud the whole time. And like, it was just, I was just like, I went by myself in this. I'm just like the only dude. Well, not the only dude, but I'm the guy by himself. You had a little dotted around families around. And like, I was just cracking out the joke. There was like one joke here that was not a kid's joke. And I just started cackling. And I'm sure the kids are thinking, why is this guy laughing? Cause like, I can't remember what the joke was here, but it, it was like, if you're a child, it would definitely fly over your head. As an adult, I got it. I was like, oh, flip. They went there. Um, it might be like a Superman joke or, or, or something like, you know, we're not Batman or something. Again, it was, it was like a, it was like a, a comic book related joke, I believe. And it just made me laugh so much. Um, T, how would you rate this? Um, I liked it. I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good kids movie. Um, it, it was, it was good. It, it held my attention. Um, I, I, I saw, cause you said before I watched it about like the, the Pulp Fiction meets yeah. Ocean's Eleven. And from the moment it started, I was like, yeah, I see it. Like, especially <laughs> starting in a diner like yeah. that. Like it just looks like exactly like the opening scene from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And even the dialogue, like just these like mundane conversations about random shit, like, talking about how he doesn't like birthday cake and that he can taste the air. And he's like, oh, well, can you, what else can you do? Can, can you, you hear, hear colours and oh, yeah, see sounds it. and see shit? Sound. Like, just like this, this any conversation, and that's a token of, of, of Quentin Tarantino movies is mm. having these random conversations while stuff's going on. Um, so I get the element of Pulp Fiction. I would also say Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Um, purely... Uh, well, again, their, their names, they're like Mr. Snake, Miss Tarantula, Mr. Mm. Shark, was kind of Reservoir Dogs, like with Mr. Pink, Mr. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was kind of like that. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, I like Sam Rockwell. I think he's a really good actor. Um, the voice acting was good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't blow me away. Like I wasn't, cracking up constantly like 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 you were like it mm. did make me laugh at times and uh again it's a kids movie mm-hmm. so i can't judge it that harshly but i thought it was very predictable yeah um i mean but it didn't waste time in the reveal if that makes sense yeah. like the moment you start thinking oh well this is going to happen it happens do you know what i mean like they don't waste time pretending like it's some big mystery, do you know what I mean? I think they're aware that it was obvious and so they just got it out of the way. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of give them points back for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked the the characters, the good little squad. Um, the funniest joke to me though, and it wasn't even really a joke, it was more just the scenario that they had set up, is like in movies you always have like the 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 moment where they're the most down, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like the all is lost moment where like the team is arguing and best friends are splitting up and, and that, and that there was a moment like that in this movie, but usually it's like, there's like a deep betrayal. Like, Oh, you've turned your back on the team mm. or like you, you slept with my wife or the, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you betrayed me. And the betrayal in this is so stupid because they're <laughs> bad guys. The, the guinea pig who's like, 
essentially like snitching on him to the rest of the group. Mm. He's like, yeah, and you helped that old lady across the road. And they all and the snakes looking at him like, <laughs> like, how could you? Like he did, like he just betrayed him, like the worst thing he could ever do. And it was helping an old lady to cross the road, like that. Mm. That whole idea, that whole concept, just made. Right, me but you know, up. you know how you said like everything was debatable, yeah, um, predictable, yeah. Which I get it, yeah. yeah. But how sick was it at the end when he was like, "Who do you think left that one a push pop, uh, that one isolate in the freezer?" Yeah, that I was like, yo, that's sick. That I was, was like, nah, okay, that that's. Yeah, yeah, I was like, nah, that's that's dope. Like he he knew that he was gonna be good, so he like he left his side to push him over the edge to be good. Yeah, nah, I, yeah, it's true. It, it was good. That's what I mean. It was good. It, it wasn't bad at all. Mm. It was good. It just to me, it wasn't like it wasn't like a classic, or it wasn't even something that. I think I'll return to. Mm. Like it was entertaining to watch. Yeah, what it was. I, again, I it's not like um, it, an Encanto or a, or a, um, what's the other one, Coco. It's not on that and that levels, nah, but like nah, for nah, a, a nah. truly kids movie, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I, for, for me, for my taste, I'd give it a half chicken. Mad. Which to me is still good. That's like that's a good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, any more than that, like you're going into amazing like a free piece to me has to be really exceptional mm. and a whole chicken is almost perfect do you know what i mean fair enough so i can't i don't i don't think this was exceptional i don't think it did anything amazing mm. but it was entertaining i think kids would find it funny yeah um oh another thing this is another thing that did make me laugh actually and but and it was so stupid i have to, i had to look at myself and be like that's that's silly mm. it was um, the piranha kept referring to the the meteor as like a butt. <laughs> yeah, it was the shape of a heart. Yeah, it was like, like a butt. butt. So when it's like in the back seat of the car and the car's like drifting and the and the meteor is like shaking about, it did just look like a big someone had a big ass was sitting in the back seat of the car. So that made me laugh as well. Mm. But yeah, it it was good. Like yeah. I'd say half chicken. I think okay. families would enjoy it, kids would enjoy it, but yeah. for me, it wasn't like, for, like I, I like, I like turning red. Do you know what I mean? Because of the, 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 the I don't know, I don't know. I, I like that more. This to me. Wait, you like turning red more than you did this? Uh, yeah, even a after lot you, more. Uh, even though you shat on turning red. You know, he never shat. He never shat on it. He never shot on it. He okay. just, the I way he described it was did. just mad. Like, I loved what they did. I loved the Kim Kardashian origin story that they <laughs> snuck by into a kid's movie. That's why it gets a whole chicken because it's so smart. Yeah, that's serious. All right. <laughs> Next up, before I hand it over to Martin, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, 2. Yeah. Uh, ben Schwartz as Sonic, Idris Elba's Knuckles, uh, Colleen O'Shaughness as Tails, uh, Jim Carrey returning as uh, Dr. Ivor Robotnik James Marden as Tom who recently said that he would love to go back to playing um, Cyclops uh, Tiki Sumter as Maddie Natasha Ro- 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 Rothwell as Rachel uh, Shimon Moore as Randall um, now this is going to sound really weird yeah so overall I'm giving this movie a free piece yeah I think I had a lot more fun and enjoyment with that first movie just because like I think it's because it's a little bit new. It was Sonic, yeah. But 
as a a gaming movie and replicating how um bits of the game was translated to live action, it gets a whole chicken. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like overall it's a free piece, but like how like like when they were in the little like pyramid bit, yeah, it looked like a level of Sonic. Like they sh- yeah. like, they did certain things and certain shots, yeah, that made me be like, raw, I remember that in the game and like you saw like the traps and stuff and him jumping over it and you know yeah. when Knuckles was climbing the wall and hanging onto the wall, I was just like, Holy Bro, shit. Like when he did that, I was thinking of um oh, is it called Sonic Adventure Two Bell? You know when you wind up and the knuckles levels mm. and you're digging and stuff yeah I, I got those kind of vibes I thought it was freaking sick that, that's, that's what I'm saying like <clears throat> it had so much like you know reference like not just references but like it replicated the game so well yeah. and, and that's where mm. a lot of live action movies haven't done enough of like they just you know you might get a little not head nod here like let's say with Assassin's Creed you might get a little um the shank that comes out is rich, yeah. You might get that, yeah. But, like, it's used in a, in a situation that's, like, not true representative of the game. And, like, even just the little bit when, like, when his rings, lo- when he got hit and, like, he lost his rings. Like, yeah. like do you mm. know what I mean? And then um, the snowboard level. Like, again, it was just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, in, in like, like mm. some of the more... Escape from the city. Yeah. I was also scared from mine as I saw that. Yeah, in more of the, like, 3D games, you, you, do, you do that, it? And I'm just, like... They have hit so many gaming beats, yeah, on the nose, and it's it's filmed very well, and it's very and it's very fun, and very funny, um, and entertaining. Um, that I've, I've got to give them their 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 their, their flowers, so, so to speak, man. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first one. I don't know whether I was a little bit um, fatigued. This is the first time in a long time that I've just gone back to back um, in movies because I watched the bad guys first and literally as the end credits were ending for the bad guys, I walked over and watched um, and got into Sonic for the trailers. Um, so I don't know, maybe in my lack of COVID experience of, you know, going to the cinema like for the whole day and stuff, I got maybe a little bit fatigued. Um, I also kind of like the fact that initially we didn't really get much of the humans. It was just like more just Sonic because they were in Hawaii at a wedding. So again, I thought mm. that was a nice touch as well. Um, <clears throat> it's a shame it just didn't have enough to push me over the edge um, to make it a whole chicken. Um, I will say this now. Uh, if Jim Carrey is retiring from acting, they have already said that they will not recast um, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That's fine. They've done enough for it to be. You can have shadow in there. You can have chaos in there. Yeah, so exactly. I'm not gonna lie. They kind of set up his sidekick to take over as well if they wanted to. How and tails? Oh, yeah. oh, no, the guy because he survived. Yeah. Oh, but it's like yeah. in the coffee shop. Yeah, they did actually. So yeah, you're right. Take over that. He could take over that the Robotnik spot if they wanted to yeah you're right and I'm not gonna lie I was like okay this movie's ended like let, let's leave it at that let's you know we don't need it like I was like okay cool like if it ends here I'm satisfied isn't it yeah <laughs> the moment they show Shadow bruv I was like yeah, yeah. Like, I was like okay what's the next one coming? I was I, I was ready I was gassed I was like okay is that what you're doing to me yeah alright cool I need number three I need Sonic 3 inject it into my veins because Shadow is another gang character as well do you know what I mean so mm. uh, you know 
number one, I loved it. Number two, you gave me tales. And number three, you're giving me shadow. I'm all over it, man. Uh, mine, what did you think of this movie? How would you rate it? Um, yeah, I enjoyed the, the movie. Um, the comedy actually lost me a little bit here and there. So I was floating between um, three pieces and a half chicken. Mm-hmm. I think I'll sit on the half chicken for this one. Oh, man. But it doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy the film because I definitely enjoyed it. Obviously, me, us being gamer nerds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the levels, I <laughs> definitely hear me listen to me going levels. Mm-hmm. A lot of the designs, especially in terms of the, you know, like the dungeon scenes, not dungeon scenes, the, um, um, yeah, the, the scenes with traps and stuff like that. Yeah, that was um, the dungeon meet scene. And, meet and tales, um, meet, um, you know, just sort of the scene how Tails and um, Sonic work together. Mm-hmm. There was even a bit, it may have been a throwaway bit, right? But even the way Tails picked up uh, Sonic, Sonic. Yeah, that's when, from the when game. It, yeah, exactly. When you had him fighting against, where Sonic fighting against Knuckles. I thought, yeah, like you said, I was very much out of the game. I thought, yeah, that's a nice nod. And it, was, it wasn't like they just stuck it in your face. It was literally mm. just to the side. You see, oh, as, you know, as the camera sort of panned away from them, he, uh, they do that. So that was, that was really cool to see. Um, I like Knuckles' um, personality. I, I think Idris Elba was a good choice for, uh, was a good choice for voice cast. Um, for, sorry, for the voice. Um, really? Do you think, do, he, do you do think know? he was? Although he, he was, although I would have preferred the one from Sonic X, the guy who also voiced um, Roy Mustang in um, Former Alchemist. Um, Former Alchemist. Ooh, I, see, think, see, I think. I think. Sorry, I think go on, Thomas. Elba, I think Idris Elba is a terrible voice actor. <laughs> I, I genuinely think any time he does voice acting, it's horrible. Jungle Book as well. He yeah. was it Shere Khan. Mm. Khan well, okay. And now Knuckles in this, I thought was really bad. Like he, he, some people as great as an actor as they are, they just can't do voice acting. And I think he's one of them. It, it, it sounds like he's reading a script. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It doesn't sound I, natural. See, okay. Yeah, I can say that. So I think that was, so initially, um, I didn't like his voice acting. I was just like, uh, this sounds not right. It grew on me mm. as it went on, and I don't know. That's just more so. I got used to it, but definitely at the end, it was like I wouldn't say he's he's a dumb character, but he's like a fish out of water kind of thing, and so that's why he's talking like that. And I I agree with you. I, I you know if you had to give me a choice of saying yes, you know he was good or not, I'd have to lean on the he wasn't. And you know I lo- I love me some Idris in it, but I don't. When he was originally cast as as Knuckles, I was a bit, mm, and you know his performance didn't like thrill me. I think he was serviceable. It, I wouldn't say yeah. it was horrible, but again, I I do agree where it could have been better. Hmm. Yeah, um, I liked it. it I I like Knuckles' character as well because I think that Knuckles was a bit of um, what's we're looking for. He's Knuckles, and even the even the comics and stuff like that. He's not a smart guy at all. He's very much very motivated by one thing, one thing only, and mm. that's protecting the Master Emerald. In this case, it was him take uh, it was him retrieving the Master Emerald. Mm. Um, but he's easily duped both in the comics and the TV series as well as in the game. So it was it was interesting. Also, you know that it was interesting. But it was true to Knuckles to see him the way yeah. he was, just very one track minded. But he also has an honor system, which I think was nice to see in this as well. The fact that 
um, once you know Sonic sort of saved him, he also saved Sonic, and you know he holds grudges and whatever. But that petty, petty yeah, grudges. He didn't. He didn't save Sonic out of any kind of honor or like you say. No, you, you. not really. He said. He said. Sonic goes like, "Why did you save me?" And he said, "Well, you saved me." And I, I didn't understand what kind of technical, ad- tactical advantage it gave you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he, he's dumb, fam. Knuckles is dumb. That made me laugh. That made me laugh. I have to admit, like yeah. he saved him because he didn't want Sonic to get a tactical advantage over him by saving him. He, uh, it, it, the whole that made me laugh. Man. That mm-hmm. probably, yeah, probably, yeah, probably. So, so, so that's why I think that's why I think that you know, um, Ages Elba's uh, voice actor for Knuckles was good because he portrayed that quite well. I think. Um, also, I like the I like the robots right at the end. Um, I thought um, that robot that robot had the classic Eggman signature oh, yeah. smile, moustache on it, or whatnot yeah. design. And then obviously Nana, as you, as you pointed out earlier, just the, the way they fought the robot as well. Mm. So it's very much from the from the games and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think what let me... So the reason why I gave a half chicken instead of a three-piece was purely because I think the humans still take away from Sonic. Um, mm. And it's since that, like, he had the whole wedding thing that was going on and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, yeah, it's funny for the humans, but I came to watch a Sonic film, not watch part of it is Sonic and then the part of it is oh, what the, what's his you know human family doing oh they're a wedding I'm, and, you know, I'm not gonna lie yeah. Yeah. I kinda I kinda like that comedy uh, comedy relief <laughs> of the wedding though like nah. the wife you know um the the wife um, shooting the beam thing and just going a bit crazy I quite like that actually I didn't come to a Sonic movie to watch these random women in Hawaii, at a wedding, shooting lasers, and it's like, that's not what I'm here for. I want to see Sonic. Show <laughs> me Sonic. It's like the movie forgot it was Sonic for a minute and became like some kind of Medea movie or something. <laughs> like, I was so... I, that's what I got. Yeah, I got Medea from that, too. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that made me laugh in that whole wedding thing, because clearly what happened there was they were like, okay, Sonic has rings. What else has rings? <laughs> a wedding. Oh, good! You did it. That, done. done. So let's that. do let's, let's do let's do the reverse <laughs> switch. Let's do a reverse switcheroo that he misplaces Which the ring. Which didn't make sense because the ring. The reason he realized it was the wrong ring is because there was an inscription inside it. So when he then went to them, he could have just said, "Oh, sorry, this is your ring." Yeah. Do you need yeah. proof? Look at the inscription. But, they but no, he dramatic. ended up punching him in the face or doing some stupid shit. Yeah, like that annoyed me. I was like, just show him the fucking ring. Like, why, why are you wasting time? Yeah. But that, yeah. But anyway, the one thing that made me laugh in that scene was when she was like, "You're an agent." Well, you're an agent as well. And then she looked at the priest and was like, "Are you an agent?" <laughs> yeah, and he just, he just yeah. opens his Bible yeah, and there's a, a gun in yeah, there. Yeah, that made me laugh. I, <laughs> I was cracking up. That was funny. <laughs> that made me laugh. But yeah, um, that, in general, yeah. I, I agree with you, mine. I feel like the humans took away from the, the the sonicness of it, which is weird because, like you said, Ace, I agree. I feel like the first one was a better movie mm-hmm. and was probably would be more enjoyable for a general audience. Mm-hmm. But the second one was more for the Sonic fans. Uh, that was more had more of the source material in it. It was kind of like those recent. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies we had 
Like mm. the first one was more focused on the humans, like um, April O'Neil, and it kind of edged you into this world of the Ninja Turtles. And then by the second one, you've got fucking Krang, you've got Bebop and Rocksteady, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's crazy. So I feel like these movies are in a similar kind of vein where the first one eases you into the Sonic world. All you really get is Sonic, do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, and Robotnik, but he's a human as well. But then in this one, you've got Sonic, you've got Knuckles, you've got Tails, you know what I mean? You, you've got fucking all kinds of stuff. And, and yeah. Robotnik is full-on bald, crazy Robotnik, you know what I mean? So His moustache funny grew out the way it was intended. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It, 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 it were, like you said, I feel like the first one was a better film, mm. but this, was, this one was a better Sonic film, if mm. that makes sense. Right, so what, yeah. what would you rate this one to you? Sorry, I don't think I got your rating. Oh, no, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a half chicken as well. Oh, um, okay. I don't think... It didn't blow me away, again, like it, it, like like with the bad guys. It wasn't bad, I did enjoy it. I don't want people to think like I'm yeah, negative. Yeah. Like, to me, a half chicken is still a good review. Yeah. But half chicken on a half is still good. Like, I think... Um, I don't think we've ever actually really explained our rating system. But I feel like, you know, like Bones is like a, a, a zero, one, or two... You know, quarters like a three and a four. Half chicken is average. So that's like a five and a six. Three pieces mm. like a seven or eight. And then a uh, whole chicken is like a nine or a ten in it. Like, do you know mm. what I mean? So a five. The way the way six. I've kind of the way I've kind of gone about it is mm. to me, Bones is a, it's a shit movie. There's no redeeming qualities to it. It's just shit. Mm. Uh, a quarter chicken is it was still a bad movie. But there was redeeming aspects of it. There was some positive I could say about it. Mm. A half chicken is a good film, mm-hmm. entertaining. Uh, a free piece is a very good film. Do you know what I mean? Something that was really good. Uh, and a whole chicken is like top almost of the top. Perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like almost a perfect movie. Like something you can barely find anything wrong with it or something that you really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like that goes in your top ten list now. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, that's what a whole chicken is. Mm. So a half chicken is good. It's a good film. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed it. It held my attention. Like there were some funny moments. Like I said, with that priest, that the Russian guy when he opens up his 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 shirt and reaches out his arms and, and then he's got him. a tattoo yeah, yeah, of himself in yeah. the same position on his chest. Yeah. That made me laugh. And then I, when he started dancing, that I was. I didn't funny. really like the whole dance battle, but I did like the music choice that was in it. I I I liked it. Made me well. laugh. I liked it in the sense that it was silly and made me laugh. Hello, uh oh, he's cut off. Oh, he was doing so well. Doing so so well today. Actually, was on a on a on a, on a tear. Hello, you're back now. I'm back. Sorry. This one. Um, yeah, I was saying it was cool to see Sonic do like you know that little victory spin that he does. Yeah. I've, I'm, it looked like he did that mm-hmm. you know what I mean when he, when he was breakdancing and shit. so that was kind of cool to see like you said there was a lot of references to the comics uh, the comics the games like mm-hmm. the the red plane that Tails was flying mm-hmm. um, yeah Knuckles did climb the wall I was disappointed that he didn't glide though but I'm guessing that might be an ability he discovers he has in the next movie they're probably mm. saving it for that I also thought it was funny how intimidating he was meant to be 
And it's like, yeah, in the game and in the cartoons and stuff, you can make him look intimidating. But when it's in a real world situation, like with real actors, and then you've got this fluffy little cartoon character, <laughs> it's hard for him to look intimidating. Mm. Like, you're still fluffy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I thought the... They even had like a little... In, that, in the scene where Knuckles saves him, the whole drowning scene, and then Sonic even takes in the air bubble. So I thought yeah. it was a cool little nod to the thing. Mm. I would have liked to have had the, the drowning, like, anxiety music, though. That would have been, yeah, like, you know, and it's like, like, and it building up for Knuckles to save him. I feel like that would have been more effective and a, and a, a nice, um, call back to the game and as well like you said about the snowboarding thing it was cool like as soon as he grabbed that piece of metal i was like he's going to use that as a snowboard yeah this is going to be sick but i was also waiting all i wanted to hear was listen i got that song for that scene yeah if you got escape from the city it would have given a free piece it would have gotten a free piece it would have suited that whole scene so good like and that music is fucking fire like you can if you could incorporate that into the movie in any way it would have been sick but it had they had the perfect chance to do it mm. and i feel like they missed they missed an opportunity there the only mm. thing that could have made that situation more perfect is if it was actually in a city like, yeah but they have so many songs. That this um, what's it called? So, is it Sonic Sonic CD? Like the, the recent one. I mean, the mm. depth. So, so I think my um, my review of the first movie was also pretty much the same as it is now. As in, they had missed opportunities with the with the soundtrack that could have elevated it if they had put used it in certain situations if they use something from the games and stuff like that i get it it's a movie obviously you're gonna have you're only gonna have a few little things bits and bits pieces in there but because sonic is all about the fans because let's be honest now right what was the last decent sonic game that came out do you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's, it's it's only the people that truly love sonic their job that've kept it going all these years just yeah. do something a bit more for them rather than just you know yeah we're making a movie and stuff like that yeah sega and blah blah and blah blah but like, just add add these little tidbits here and there. I mean, flipping hell, we got another um, what's it called? Um, Green Hill Zone song from the from the what's it called? From the phone when the phone was ringing. That's oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. what we got. I'm oh, like, come yeah. on, you've already used that. Can you not just like? Mm. I'm I'm sure it's been a couple of years since the first film, so can't you just you know <laughs> mm. just change the song so it's something different so we get another Easter egg or something like that? Yeah. Um. Other things that I liked about the film were, were were that we finally saw like Team Sonic. So if everyone's played the Sonic Heroes um, game, you have different teams. There's Team Sonic, Team Dark, um, Team Rose, and Team Chaotic. Um, obviously, Team Sonic is Sonic Tails and Knuckles, right? So I thought it was pretty cool to see all three of them stand together like that. Um, I also like the fight, the first fight between Sonic and Knuckles, because that's very similar to um, uh, uh, the Sonic Underground, where it's Sonic has his brother and sister, and they meet Knuckles. Knuckles is protecting. Um, I can't remember what he's, exactly what he's protecting, but he came to contact with Sonic's mom. Anyway, the two have a fight, and it's pretty even, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what this. That's what this initial fight reminded me of. Um, 
So, you know, you have things here and sorry, there. That... I, sorry, can I just say that's my favorite Sonic ever? Sonic Underground. From yeah. Underground. Sonic Underground. Did me ever their mother will be found. Sonic Underground. And then they found the mum because they cancelled it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. like, I like Sonic X. Was it Sonic X? Oh, Sonic X kind of weird as well. Yeah. Sonic X was as well. Do you know what? I'll say this. Even Sonic X, right? The use of the humans in Sonic X was better than the use yeah. of the humans in this both films because the humans more often not were well, more often than not were always side characters. Yeah. So you had even though you had um, I think his name was Chris, the boy who found Sonic and stuff like that. Those a lot of Sonic, a lot of tails, a lot of mm. knuckles, cream. I mean, maybe not so much cream and uh, cheese and rose. I mean, um, what's the name, Amy? Because they were more secondary, tertiary characters. But you still had Sonic, who had his own story with you know Shadow and whatnot, with the police and whatnot. So they could have done so much more with this film. Um, if they do make a third one, I hope it's more story driven in terms of it being Sonic shadow whoever else and you know and let the humans be a bit more on the back burner mm. i think that's what i think i'll, I'll definitely um elevate my um my rate into a three piece mm. is anyone else a bit um disappointed that they seem to be skipping metal sonic um, I always assumed that they was kind of going along the the, the original trilogy. Do you know what I mean? Like they they've kind of combined Sonic Two and Sonic Three in this movie, like having Tails and and Knuckles. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Knuckles, yeah. I don't think was introduced. Wow, we lost him again. What's going on, T? You're doing so <laughs> well. Oh man. What a donut. Yeah. Right. He's going to say what Sorry, you cut out again. Yeah, you must well start again from the beginning. Huh? Oh. You said that two, the begin- two, two and three. Begin of your list. Two and three was like. Yeah, so, so they've kind of like they've kind of combined the story of two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure three was when Knuckles was introduced as the villain. And again, Robotnik had tricked him into thinking that Sonic was after the emeralds, and uh, that was a story in Sonic Three. Yeah. And um, so it was really cool seeing that dynamic, like seeing Robotnik and Knuckles on one side and Sonic and Tails on the other side. That was really cool. Um, but then I always assumed that the next one would be because we we've done Sonic Two and Three in this movie. Mm. I assumed mm. the next one would be Sonic CD which was the introduction of Metal Sonic. Mm. Yeah. But they've kind of skipped that and gone to Shadow now. And I'm, I, I would have liked to have seen Metal Sonic, especially like, like the design and the, the effects of, the, of the, the characters, like the character design mm-hmm. is really cool. Like it's hard to translate Sonic into a, a photorealistic real, real world mm-hmm. environment. Because like, yeah. he's got that one, like his eye is just one eye. Like there's no separation in the middle so they they had to address that and come mm-hmm. up with solutions and i feel like they've done really good knuckles is perfect tails as well is perfect mm. like they literally just look like themselves you know what i mean the design yeah. is so good and the cg like on the fur like you see how the hair moves and stuff it's all really good 
I would have loved to have seen a Metal Sonic, like a real live action Metal Sonic. Like we may still get it. But we could, we may. It could, and, we could. But so the reason I, I like having, may. Go on. I feel like having Metal Sonic and Shadow in the same movie is kind of redundant because they're it will make it redundant. Both the same thing. Yeah, but, yeah. So I think actually they might be going a bit along the lines, or maybe they're mixing and mixing and matching it because I remember yeah. from the from the later 3D games, I say later even though it's pretty early on, like 2004 or whatnot, right? We had Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, where was the, which was the introduction of, um, of uh, Shadow and, um, you know, Dr. Um, Robotnik, who was the grandfather of Dr. Eggman whatnot, right? Then in Sonic Heroes, which was a continuation of, from Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, that's when you had Metal Sonic come in, and Metal Sonic was sort of copying everyone's abilities. So I have a feeling that, or I mean, there's not even a feeling. Maybe I'm just uh, you know think out, think out loud that what if um, Doctor Eggman's assistant ends up making Metal Sonic, and as Sonic as Shadow are fighting along the scenes, um, behind the scenes you have Metal Sonic sort of copying the abilities and stuff like that, and then massive mm-hmm. showdown at the end. That may not be so. Cool. That might not be so bad, but as long as we know that and, in the and background, then, this is happening as well. Yeah, and then maybe that could be what make Sonic and Shadow kind of have to like team up in the end to, yeah. to defeat Metal Sonic. It's kind of like Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, they pretty have much. To team up in the end to take on Me- Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, but pretty yeah, much. That's, that's a cool idea, actually. Yeah, I would, I would like that. I, yeah, I just want to see Metal Sonic because Metal, like, mm-hmm. With CG, make doing fur and doing like living creatures, it, it's harder to do than just doing metallic surfaces. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. like if you look at Iron Man, the CG for Iron Man, it looks flawless. Like especially in the earlier ones. But then if you compare that to like Hulk, it took them a lot longer to figure out how to make Hulk look really good. Like it was yeah. a bit iffy at times. So making inanimate like metallic textures is a lot easier to do and a lot more convincing in CG than, than so a, me- a metal Sonic would look sick in live action. Yeah, they could so. even actually make one like a stand in little, like a real actual real life Sonic metal, metal Sonic. Mm-hmm. And then just touch up with CG, like I don't know. I feel like it could have, it could have been really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted that, man. I forgot to mention something about the so two, two, two more things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one is um, the Master Emerald, which then held the Chaos Emeralds in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we get we get Supersonic, right? So yeah, um, oh, yeah, that was sick. Yeah, so we all know that the Master Emerald. Um, obviously controls the kill symbols, but it's sort of like they work together and then they don't work together at the same time. So the Master Emerald can take away the abilities of the kill symbols. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the kill symbols can't work. Basically, they don't work without the Master Emerald, but the Master Emerald doesn't stop them from being used for something else. So you know, as power sources or whatever, right? Um, so I thought it was pretty cool that Sonic just managed to tap into. Um, the Chaos Emeralds and then became Supersonic. And him being Supersonic was done right because Supersonic yeah. is just ridiculously strong. I mean, he's able to teleport entire planets from, uh, well, it's entire people, and yes, entire planets um, at a, at a <coughs> window that wins. So, 
being his abilities then, the way he took on the Eggman robot was pretty much accurate. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a time limit on it. Um, obviously, there's no ring countdown. I mean, it'd be ridiculous to have a ring yeah. countdown and stuff like that because obviously it's, it's not, it's supposed to be in real life. But uh, yeah. it was still very, very interesting. Um, and I hope we see that again in um, in Sonic the Hedgehog 3 mm. um, with, you know, seeing a super, super I see as well as Super Shadow. I want to see him on a space station. If he, if oh, so do I. So do I. Exactly. Exactly. Like Sonic Adventure 2 Battle where yeah. we have uh, Shadow's backstory and everything like that. And he obviously him trying to figure out his memories and whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, still still half chicken, but I'm hoping that, you know, some adjustments here and there will boost up to a three piece. But uh, overall, not a bad score at all. I, mm. I still enjoy the film. Not bad. All right, we're going to take yeah, it definitely get definitely gets a pass. The one thing, last thing I'll say though, is that I, and this, this, I knew this would happen as a result of how they set up the first movie, making Sonic like a recluse and making him kind of like Not trapped in, in the real world, doesn't have any friends. You know what I mean, it's like it, it kind of made the dynamic between him and Tails a bit off because Tails was almost like his senior in, in terms of like knowledge of the universe. Do you mm. know what I mean? Tails Tails was like, oh, that's Knuckles. He's always been smarter, like with tech and stuff. But Sonic was was like Sonic's the leader. Do you know what I mean? Like Sonic's the the big brother. Whereas mm. in this, like he he kind it kind of got there in the end. But Sonic was too clueless. Do you know what I mean? Like he weren't even just not as smart as Tails. He was just completely oblivious and clueless to what's going on in the world. Whereas, yeah, but that's kind of what happens when you have uh, the owl, you know, you sort of like telling him to go to Earth and stuff like that and just keeping him there. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to know about all these other people. He's not going to know yeah, about anything. So to me, to me, maybe, maybe that's more of a new school Sonic thing. Like you said, with like the 3D games and stuff, which I never played as much. I think I played like Sonic Heroes and I've, I've played random 3D ones, but to me, Sonic is the 2D original games like that when i think yeah. of sonic, that's what i think of it and that sonic wasn't like that do you know what i mean he grew up on the island he knew all the oh, yeah, animals, yeah. like yeah. he was the yeah. hero of the island do you know what i mean and yeah. i feel like they've taken that away from this sonic by making him this recluse yeah, in this in this in this they have yeah yeah that's my only thing against it as well but yeah half chicken still a respectable score it's a pass mm. i enjoyed it but um i feel like it could have been even better Alright, cool beans, cool beans. Alright, we're gonna take a quick little break and we'll be back in a sec. Alright, and we are back. Alright, I think that's me done, you know. Um, yeah. Let me just double check. Yeah, that's me done. Martin, what have you been up to in the last, like, two and a bit weeksy? So, not too much, you know, to be fair. So, um, I had, I don't know if I mentioned this, um, previously, but I had camp. Um, with uh, Micah for um, London uh, for London Blitz, yeah, it was a good camp. I learned a lot. Um, obviously, I, sp- I, sp- I spent a night at um, at Micah's place. Met his uh, significant other, mm-hmm. who is pretty chill. I, I have to say, she's uh, she's pretty chill. So, yeah, it was, it was really good. You know, um, seeing someone else's significant other, other than you and Dell, basically, and uh, T and uh, his missus. So, yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. Nice. 
other than that, um, you know, just been continuing with my anime and manga. So uh, um, this is the Jujutsu Kaisen film that we watched. Oh snap! Um, I forget to put that on my list. <laughs> oh my days! Yeah, that's what, all right. What, we can save it for another time then. No, no, no. Talk about it. What did you rate it? Um. Oh, I give it three piece. Okay. I give it three piece. I think it was done so well. I think the fight scene was done well. Fight scenes were done well. Story was told very well. Um, literally, uh, prequel, hence why it's called Zero to the Jujutsu Kaisen series. Right, um, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. Shout out to shout out to our boy Rodimus Prime. If it wasn't for him, yeah, yeah. I would have not clocked that was a prequel. Oh really? Like I I I was baffed like the whole movie. Like why did we not see the original people? Um, oh right. And then he must have posted on Facebook uh, talking about it in the leftover army page. And then mm. I was just like, holy shit, yeah, it's a prequel. Uh, yeah, I would have not have clocked on, until I saw that. I would have been, I would have come into the episode and been like, um, so where was everybody else? Oh, that's bad. No, no, but I, I did really enjoy <laughs> no, it. That's bad. I, I, I would give it a free piece as well. I really enjoyed it, man. I had a lot of fun of it. Um, I yeah. saw it in Kingston. Like, literally, as you were coming out of it, I was about to go into it. So, yeah, um, I'm just, I just love how anime has become so mainstream. Like, back in the, well, not back in the day, but like, when I became aware that they did anime showings in cinemas, it was literally like one random Wednesday night and then that was it. Like, if you didn't see it that one night, you, you just weren't going to see it until you found it online or you bought yep. a DVD. Now, with Jujutsu Kaisen, I think the first week was like Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, <laughs> but then after that, like, it had like a, a general release date where like literally like at least two episodes uh, two sh- uh, two screenings a day was being yeah. and I was just like I just love how it's just anime just becoming more and more mainstream and I hope we do get a lot more and not just the the massive you know the Jujutsu Kaisers and the Demon Slayer movies like animes that may not as um you know be as much in the stratosphere you know also get their movies shown in cinema because, you know, I don't, like, let's say something like, I don't know, the dress-up darling, which isn't, like, exactly popping everywhere. Like, it's not unanimously loved in the anime community. But if they dropped a movie, I hope that those that are fans of the anime, you know, will be able to get opportunity to see that on a big screen. Because, like, it kind of does make a different scene set on a big cinema screen than it is just on your laptop or on your, you know, 32-inch TV with, like, some basic sound system like when you get that full <laughs> cinema experience here yeah, it's just it's just buffing it so it is yeah it is. no um yeah i really enjoyed it um it's a shame we couldn't do a little bonus episode on it like i planned because i didn't want to have rod and mike on and we just do a salt anime episode on that um but yeah no like you know that's kind of one of the reasons why lately i've like started to get back on my anime uh, I'm working through the, um, some of the new stuff. And you know what? Yeah. I've been so bad of anime, yeah, that I've missed the whole winter season. Like, the spring season started, like, today. Today, or, yeah. Or, or, or this week, because uh, I've just seen that Rise of the Shield Heroes out, episode one. And, yep, and um, I watched that today. Oh, man, don't say nothing. Like, literally, if it weren't, oh, I don't know. I might be able to squeeze it in before I go to sleep tonight, but I'm definitely watching it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, right. I'm so annoyed that I forgot about Jujutsu Kaisen. Guys, oh, if right, you're right. a fan of Jujutsu Kaisen, go and watch the movie. 
Uh, I don't know if it's still out of cinemas, but um, definitely nope. go watch it. it. Is it is worth it? it? Is entertaining, funny, and the fight scenes are pretty dope as well. Yeah, um, I'll just say that seeing um, obviously we see a bit of um, uh, Gojo. Actually, Gojo. We see a lot of Gojo actually. Mm. Um, but I like his relationship with. Um, uh, I can't remember uh, off the top of my head the main bad guy in this, but um, you like see his, the you see the relationship. Actually, it's like his bestie. Yeah, he's the same bad guy that's in that's in the series as well, actually. So to be fair, um, it's nothing new. If I can't remember his name off the top of my head, apologies, guys. Mm-hmm. But um, he's someone who we we see is also the main baddie in um, in the series. So um, it's not someone new to us at all. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, I like Yuta Yuta uh, Okotsu's character. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we actually see him because in the TV series we don't see him at all. So. Um, but he's only he's only referenced, and he's out on a mission by t- at the start of uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen series. Mm-hmm. So seeing how he developed as uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say exorcist, um, it's pretty it's, it's pretty cool the journey that he went through, and now you know he's a, he's a top dog, you know, doing his own thing. Obviously, he's super powerful as well because he uh, you find out that he's a descendant of a very powerful. Um, um, Exes, so Exes that's there as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, I give it, I give it a three piece. I think it was a very, very good film. Mm-hmm. Um, so in continuation, um, the, to be fair, the Winter Slate anime is now finishing, is now ending. Mm-hmm. So, um, we get series like um, Genius Princess Guide, um, episode twelve, which is the f- final episode of the of this uh, slate. Or I guess the season. Um, Rusty Tabisco, we have the finale of that one as well. Alright, so, um, so now that we're at the finales, how rate them? Give them their ratings. Alright. So Genius Princess Guide, uh, you know, in rebuilding the kingdom. I give it a three piece. It's like I said, it's the same vein as another anime series which I absolutely like, which is um Genius Princess Guide, um sorry, no Genius Princess Guide, uh Hero's Guide um, in Rebuilt... Sorry, no, 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 i How a Realistic Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. It's very, very similar to that, and that I give a whole chicken to. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the same vein, it automatically goes up in my, in my ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, Rust Eater Bisco, I give it a half chicken. Um, some the action scenes in it are good and things like that. But there was a bit in the last two episodes that annoyed me a little bit, and that was how. Uh, I'll try to I'll try not to mention any spoilers, but I just don't understand. I just don't like the route they took in um, those two. Um, there was a character who we thought had, would no longer be with us, but ended up being with us again. So um, the explanation of that, I don't quite understand the explanation as to how um, it is that that character was able to. Uh, you know, sort of escape his predicament. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give I give uh, Rusty Tabisco uh, a half chicken. Um, if there is a season two, I will definitely watch that. I think it's a I think it's still a good um, series worth watching. Mm. Um, we have Tribe Nine episode twelve. Tribe Nine, it, it was okay. Um, I didn't enjoy it too tough, so I, I give it a, uh, maybe a quarter chicken for that one. Um, Again, it's, it's it's about baseball, but I think there's some other baseball animes that do it better, like um, Ace of Diamonds. So, um, 
that's one to definitely watch if you want uh, baseball and anime. Mm-hmm. Our Fretta uh, season two episode twelve. Yeah, um, and I give that three piece. I thought it was, I thought it was a good, a good uh, season, a good continuation to uh, the first one. Wait, again, um, I missed that era for, oh, Yeah, I, I watched that as well, man. I finally got that. Um, I'll give that a three piece as well. Uh, yeah, it was nice coming back into this world um, and seeing you know more of the character development, um, seeing more of the dungeons. Uh, I look forward for them to like going up against the real big bad. Um, yeah, cool. It was, uh, I, I liked, um, like the snakiness because the, 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 it, 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 it was so, you know, obviously because you're the audience in it, so you can, you can see it, but I was just like, why would you like, not be a bit more cautious. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it just, I know, I know. She starts spilling the beans on everything. I'm just thinking to myself, why, why yeah. do people always do this? Yeah. And I, you know, I liked her new form as well. Like I'm hoping she's now got a bit more power uh, mm. with that form that she's in. So yeah. 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 Um, so I'm now up to date on the Tower of God, um, manga or manhwa. Um, Tower of God right now I was friggin oh there's some bits in it that are so sick um, some bits are long winded but I think I give Tower of God a whole chicken um, do you know because... what yeah, sorry I was reading I was reading Tower of God you know but I can't remember where mm. I got to you probably get from the beginning innit <laughs> nah I'm not starting again from the beginning but I was reading it because it, the, the manual you know was obviously a lot further than the uh, the anime than the anime yeah mm. Yeah, um, but right now, the thing, the thing I like about um, Tower of God is that it builds up characters. The characters that, obviously you can tell which characters are going to be side characters, so they'll be built up for a little while and then they'll be dished, but at least you know that they have their own story. And with other characters who you think aren't as significant, they end up becoming a bit more significant as the story progresses. Um, you have the whole, um, you know, you, you hear about their families, their stories, why it is they want to do what writers they do what they do mm. um and the like so i th- i think that it does very well let's just build up the main character the 25th bam mm-hmm. but also you learn more about bam himself you learn more about um kun and the kun family or i think uh, aguero kun and his mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. um more about rack and the others so yeah all in all it's very very good at um a manual so highly recommend it mm-hmm. um I have my notes, One Piece manga chapter 1044. Mm. Um, I think it's now chapter 1047 or 48. I think it's 47 that's out. But boy, without any spoilers, this chapter was freaking mad. So it's still a continuation of the Wano arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do, you do, uh, yeah, you do see the uh, the events that unfold in the Wano arc, which has been alluded to all this time. Obviously, we have Kaido there, Big Mama there, and obviously the Straw Hat Pirates. Um, the Wano, the country of Wano is also the the birthplace of um, Roronoa Zoro. So, you know, it's sort of like he's going back home, but it has been hinted massively as to you know, everyone else knowing that he he's a resident of there or was from there. Um but yeah, Luffy, bro, he he, oh, it's sick. All says that it's sick. He goes through, yeah, he goes through some tough shit and ends up. The whole manga ends up being fire. 
Mm. Um, since episode, sorry, since chapter um, one thousand forty-four, I mean, it's just been non-stop fire. Mm. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. There's a new manga I'm reading. Well, it's not a new manga, but a manga called Kitsune Spirit Manga. Um, it's actually it's fairly new. I think it's only it's a few weeks, maybe a few months old. So, um, Kitsune Spirit is not a shonen. I can't. It's more like uh, I think it's, it's, it's definitely aimed at older audience. I don't know whether that's called seinen or whatever, but um, basically, there's uh, there's a demon fox, right? A female demon fox mm-hmm. who's been trapped in a cave and things like that. Um, one day, she for like for thousands of years, right? And she's stuck in the barrier for thousands of years. One day, a random guy walks past her. This is the most unseemly guy. The most I can describe it is imagine. Um, of Light. Um, that is Alfred Alphonse's dad. Imagine him that way, mm-hmm. just looks wise, not personality wise, right? So this guy actually has a uh, has like his last wishes on some paper and stuff like that because he's going to um, kill himself, right? He's going to commit suicide. So this uh, demon fox is obviously trying to get him to free her, and she goes, "Oh, if you free me, I'll give you, I'll." I'll Fulfill your your heart's desires and blah blah. He just like without even a second thought, he just frees her right. Well, like, even before she finished finishes her sentence about granting him wishes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, you freed me without even asking, without even, like negotiating anything with me." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I do. See you later, bye." Then that was it. Like, so she became intrigued with him, and then later on, he sort of, uh, I don't know, like like falls in love with her. So he says that instead of me ending my life, I'll live for her, right? So the two get married and stuff like that. And all it is is that it's um, it's a very cute manga because it's all the cute stuff that happens between um, couples. It just I think because it's Jap- Japanese, it, mm. the, the cuteness is more apparent. Yeah. But things like um, like um, you know they're walking next to each other, not holding hands. Um, you know, you know how these all all crows like obviously because they talk about or um, not criticize, but you know how they just gossip about yeah. about stuff and stuff like they go like, oh, she's such a proper woman and blah blah. Look at her. Oh, I wish I was more like her because she's so, I guess, stoic and reserved and whatever. And then I don't know the the husband accidentally knocks her into a puddle of water or whatever, or accidentally hurts her or something like that. So then he carries her and it all looks lovey dovey and they're going, Oh, I see Yoshi, there is they are a couple after all. Um, you know, being lovey dovey and stuff like that. But it's so cute and I highly recommend this um, this manga. Um it, it's not one that I thought I'd what I'd be interested in, but it's one that I am solidly uh, on to because it's just a nice cute story. Um along the way he um the husband um and trains himself to become stronger and things like that in order to fight against monsters and the like that would that would challenge his demon his his demon fox wife's uh i guess role in terms of being this this scary ass uh demon fox but um yeah awesome stuff um so I'm coming up to date on Shaman King. I'm on Shaman King episode uh, 49. Nice. I started um, to get back on that at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's also um, 
strongest stage with the weakest crest. Um, well, the finale was last week, so now I'm sure you've finished watching that as well, right? No, no, no I told you I'm only like episode four. I talked about that earlier. Oh, episode four. Okay, cool. So I give it at first. I gave it. I give it a, a strong three piece at first, mm-hmm. but now I think because of the way it ended, I think it's now reduced to a half chicken. Oh, dang. Um, and. Maybe maybe your your opinion would be different, but for me it was mainly because he started off super OP and stuff like that. He's still OP at the end, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like um I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's almost like it, it lost a bit of the story lost a bit of itself, became a bit more basic and generic towards the end. And this is I'm to say the end, I'm talking about the last, I don't know, maybe the last episode or two. Um, but, but I mean, all of it was was free piece. Maybe we need to go back and watch it again, watch those two again, and be a bit more engaged in it. But that's that's the vibe that I got from it. Um, Platinum End episode twenty four. That was the finale of it. I, I had twenty four, but I think it was twenty six. But either way, um, I think maybe it was twenty four. Yeah, Platinum End finale done. It's very interesting. Um, it becomes very interesting towards the end. I think I actually give it a three piece. Once you get through all the fights and stuff like that, and um, you know the god candidate has been selected and stuff like that, there's some more things that reveal to you, and you'll think, I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, okay, cool." So this is the stuff that's going on. Yeah, um, I need to get back to that man. I, I, I yeah, it, it intrigued me enough that way to continue. It just that I dropped off anime. I, I, I and it, yeah, will finish it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's Rising of the Shield Hero, um, season two, episode one, wait. which, you know, I started today, and yeah. Cannot it's, it's, wait. it's some good stuff. Cannot wait um, to watch that. Bitch. That bitch. That <laughs> bitch. Um, there's one I started watching recently. This is part of the new slate called uh, Parapi Kume. Mm-hmm. So it's about an ancient Chinese um, emperor who gets reincarnated into... It's not that he just gets reincarnated. He literally... He, it's, it's himself um, sort of brought back from the dead in modern Japan, and he ends up having a love of music. So he says, I am this person, blah, blah. I can't remember, I can't remember the, the um, name off the top of my head, but a very famous uh, Chinese emperor. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he discovers a love of music with this um, with this uh, idol who's singing, right? And that's just how the story unfolds. So basically, it's going to be him. It's going to be this ancient Chinese emperor and this Japanese singer just pining away at, um, at nighttime. And we're going to get more characters who've been also who've also been sort of reincarnated in a sense. Um, so it'll be it'll be a fun watch. Um, so yeah, I've watched the first episode. I give the first episode uh, a three piece, mm. just because again it's something unexpected. Usually, the anime I watch either have a lot of action in it, um, or they're mechas, for example, or they're fantasies, or whether they're isekai or whatever else. So this is a nice change of pace for me when you know I'm, I'm focusing on different things. Okay. Um, um, so only a couple more things. Um, left so there's um a few i a few new animes i'm going to mention so these are ones of note that i thought would uh would be nice to watch mm-hmm. so one of those called um yusha uh imamasu sorry yusha imamasu um it's called i think i guess the other title is i'm quitting heroin okay. so the synopsis is 
After saving the world, the strongest hero, Leo, became someone who is not wanted in the peaceful human world. He was too strong. Exiled, he seeks a job at the Demon King's army, which had defeated and needs to be rebuilt. Um, so that's pretty much it. So the army had many problems, too much work, financial troubles, etc. Leo starts to make things better using his power. Leo encounters Echidna again and asks her why she invaded the human world. I guess that's the demon. And there was an unexpected story, so we shall find out what it is. So this is sort of like an anti... <laughs> I guess maybe not maybe an anti-hero sort of story where you know fine i'm too strong i'm no longer well there's no longer any threats so um well no longer perceived threats so let me go be normal or whatever um we have here um the greatest demon lord is reborn as called nobody so this is one where it's, it's set in a school you have um uh What's one look for? You have a demon lord that was that had died, reincarnated, and yeah. um, it's basically a continuation of that story. He's reincarnated into a modern, uh, well, not our modern world, but it's a world with castles and stuff like that, still magic and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he says, "I am this demon lord." No one believes him, but he's again, he's super OP. So yeah, it's another fun one to watch, especially if you like um, overpower characters like yourself and my and me mm-hmm. um two more to go there's one called uh gaikotsu kishisama tadaima isakai and uh Od- i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this odekakechu <laughs> basically translates as tonight's going out to be the parallel uh going out to the parallel universe synopsis is one day a gamer played uh video games until he first sleep and when he woke up, he found himself in the game world. So, as a skeleton, so you know, not no, not much change there, as in like um, Long Horizon or um, Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. Equipped the powerful weapons and armor of his avatar, but stuck with his frightening skeletal appearance, Long has to find a place for himself in this new uh, fantastical land. All his hopes for a quiet life are dashed when he crosses paths with uh, with a beautiful elven warrior, setting him on a journey full of conflict and adventure. So that'll be one that I'll uh, have a look at. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it for me. So yeah, just a few um, um, animes I'm going to watch. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, that's been about it, really. Cool. Big T, your list doesn't look like it's been updated. So does that mean you got nothing? Um, my, I mean, well, I haven't spoken about any of these things on my list yet. Have you not? Uh, nope. I swear you spoke about a Tinder Swindler. Nope. Okay. All right. Cool. Go on. Then. These were my my list was longer than this, and because I, I I wasn't on for a period of time, my list grew long, and I've I've been taking them off as, as I spoke about them. Okay. No, I haven't I haven't spoken about any of these. I, 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 okay. Maybe it was just um on frigging in the chat then. I, I honestly thought I heard you talk about Tinder. So I don't think up. I don't think I have. No, I'm sure I haven't. All right. Cool. Anyway, but, um, don't let me distract you. Yeah. Go. I mean. Just, just quickly, anyway. I mean, since since you mentioned it, um, as I watched the Tinder Swindler uh, on Netflix, um, it's good. I'd say a free piece, maybe. It's it's uh, it's intriguing. The the, <laughs> the the story of what he does to these women is is quite is quite deep. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing much to say. It, it's interesting. It's just about a guy who meets women on like chat sites. He kind of 
makes it seem like he's this rich guy and and he's gonna open up all these doors for them and live this life that yeah. they wouldn't have been able to experience. But he's just a, he's a con artist, and yeah. what he ends up doing is he'll convince these women that he's rich, and then it'll get to a point where once he's got them trusting him, he'll be like, "Oh, I'm stuck in this country." And my enemies, they're coming for me <laughs> and they've closed me. all my bank accounts and mm. like, I need you to send me some money to I can do that. And so they'll send him money because they think he's some rich billionaire diamond. It's, like, it's almost like they haven't heard the stories about these Nigerian <laughs> Yahoo <laughs> boys and scammers and princes like, and stuff like that. I'm sorry, but I had, I had little sympathy. Not that I had no sympathy, I had little sympathy for them. That's, that's just me. I didn't even watch it. It, it's oh. weird. It's weird though how convincing he is because it's not just like you getting a random email from some Nigerian prince saying, "Oh, no. I have I have money for you. Give me your bank details and I'll transfer it to you or whatever." This is like like it's on a dating site, so you're seeing pictures of the guy and like you talk to him first and get to know him, and then he like will arrange. He'll be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take you out," and he'll send like a limo to pick you up and then fly you on a private jet to all these places. So the the women do get to experience, like all of them were like, that was the best date I've ever been on. Like mm. it was amazing. And this world, and I've never been to a place like this. So he proper is convincing, but what he's doing, he's taking the money that one woman gives him. And then he uses that to take another woman out <laughs> on a date. And then he'll get them to the point where he can borrow money from them. And then, do you know what I mean? And then it's just on a loop. Like he's taking money from one woman to to pay for the date of another woman. And but then it starts to like catch up to him. And do you know what I mean? But it, it's really it's really intriguing. It's a really interesting kind of documentary. Um, it's 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 funny. Like all of these memes came out. Of it. That's what got us to watch it. Mm. Me and my wife, we watched it together because we were seeing all these memes and this guy talking about his enemies, and we were like. We have to watch like, this. Like, it just is so stupid. Like, I didn't even watch it and I started using that in references because it was just so <laughs> funny. Yeah, bro. So it was funny. It's good anyway. I'd recommend it. If you're into that kind of thing, like, like Making a Murderer and all these documentaries that Netflix make, this is another good one. Mm. Um, similarly to that, there's a show called Inventing Anna. Mm. Uh, it's not a documentary. This is like a show. Uh, but it's based on real events. Um, I don't know if you guys remember... Um, in the news when it came out about this woman Anna and she kind of like infiltrated the like high class of, of New York and managed to like convince everyone that she was like some princess of, of some country and she had like a trust fund worth billions or m millions or billions or whatever yeah. and, she, and she was just waiting till she was old enough to access it yeah. um, so again she managed to convince all these like hotels that, yeah, she's rich. And it's funny how the more rich you can convince someone you are, the less you actually have to spend. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's crazy. Like, you can convince, like, I, there's no way I can go to a hotel worth that much. And, do you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, just put it on my tab. You know, like, I'll, I'll pay for the hotel later. I'll pay for the food later. I'll pay for this later. I'll pay for the spa later. I'll pay... Trust me, like, you know I've got money. I'm good for it, innit? Like, no, ain't no one trusting me with that it, shit. It, it, it's, like, some of it is just reputation and exposure. Do you know what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. And she she worked her way in, like, and once once you've convinced one person, you've now got, like, 
uh, um, you've now got someone backing you. Do you know what mm, I mean? So yeah. now your reputation is growing because now it's like you can pull it off and make it seem like, well, that person's heard of me. Do you know what I mean? Even though it's like, yeah, but you only just met last week. But the fact that they've heard of you now, you can use that as like leverage and mm. to work. Like it's really, these people that do this, like it's annoying how smart they are. I just, I, I don't get how you start it though. Like I want to do it. I want to do one of these things, yeah? But how do you start? Like surely you need to have money initially for that, for, like for the, for the Tinder swindler. Yeah, you can take money from one girl and then use that to take a next girl on a date. Well, you have but to have an initial. How do you convince the first girl? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How do you convince the first girl if you don't have that money yet? So it's 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 interesting. That's the only thing I can't get my head around. But mm. um, no, inventing Anna is good. Um, I'll give it maybe a whole chicken. Um, we really we really got into it, mm -hmm. and and. Um, the the structure of the show is really interesting it kind of does it kind of takes the structure of the game of thrones books and kind of does it in a way that like even the the game of thrones like show didn't attempt to do mm -hmm. and that is like each episode is from a different character's perspective okay so as the story unfolds like the main story is about this journalist woman who's like investigating this story and as she like, she'll go and interview one person and then you'll, you'll get the beginning of the story from her point of view. Then she'll interview a next person and then she'll find out a bit more information from them. And so the story progresses through the point of view of each of the characters. You see it from their perspective. So mm -hmm. that's an interesting way of doing it. Um, like I said, me and my wife, we fell into the rabbit hole with this. Like, there's, there's an audio book. One of the characters wrote an audio book about her experience, like the, the real life person. Mm -hmm. So we listened to that. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's really, it's really interesting to see. And the thing is with, with the Anna Del V thing, the, the inventing Anna, mm -hmm. that is a bit more, um, you don't hate her as much because she's not swindling like innocent women out of their money and leaving them mm. like broke and losing their home and shit like she's just like conning banks out of money and big hotels like getting to stay for free and doing shit like that and they've all got insurance so they're going to get their money back anyway you yeah. know what i mean so yeah it's good though I, I would say a whole chicken for that just purely because it, it got me do you know what i mean it sucks me into the rabbit hole and um yeah, me and my wife are really into that. Um, so if, if you haven't seen that yet, it's been out for a while. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to fire off a couple of things like that <laughs> that have been on my list for a while. Um, I finally got around to watching The Gentleman, oh which I days. think you're not serious. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't seen that mm -hmm. for the longest time, and I finally got around to seeing it. Mm -hmm. uh, I really liked it. I'll give it a free piece. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's Guy Ritchie on top form. Uh, he needs to stick with his British like gangster crime movies like Snatch and Lockstock and Mean Machine. He needs to stay in London, basically. He needs to stay as far away from Agrabah as he can <laughs> and just stay in London because, yeah, he, that, that's what works for him. To me, he's like, he's like one of the three, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, Spider-Man in a sense. Like, he, like you've got Tarantino, 
you've got Edgar Wright, and then you've got Guy Ritchie. And to me, those are the three. Like they're masters of dialogue, like very smart um, scripts, very well written, like setups and payoffs, very stylized. So yeah, I I I, I was into this movie. Hugh Grant steals the movie. He disappears into his role again. Like if if Hugh Grant was um, creating characters and acting at this level throughout his career, I would have rated him a lot higher. Mm. He 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 stuck with this fancy boy British love interest for too long, but in this movie he smacks it. And remember that that death to twenty twenty thing? Yeah, that yeah. He was in as well. He was that scientist character again. Disappears into the role like you don't even recognize it's him until someone tells you. So yeah, that that was great. Matthew McConaughey is great. Charlie Hunnam, I forgot he was English. This movie reminded me he was English. Because <laughs> I've seen him in, like, was he, in Pacific Rim and stuff like that. Like, I, I just forgot he was English. I thought he was American. Mm. And then I remembered, of course, he was in Green Street. Like, he, he was... He was <laughs> yeah, um, so that was good. And Colin Farrell as the coach, great, mm. great character, great acting. Uh, yeah, I really like this movie. I, I, I would highly recommend it. Anyone that's a fan of Guy Ritchie, this will be right up your street. Uh, and I like the way it was presented as well as like, because it was um, Hugh Grant's character kind of retelling story. this story mm-hmm. as if it was like a, a movie script. Mm-hmm. So there were times where there was like, um, oh, what would you call it? Like um, unreliable or misleading scenes where like something would happen and then they'd be like, oh, yeah, it didn't really happen like that. But I'm trying to make it interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was really, yeah, it was really a fun kind of way to present a movie. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. On the other end of the spectrum, uh, I had to watch the three five five. Um, I watched it for the po- for the podcast. Didn't end up being on the episode, so I watched this movie for nothing. It was <laughs> it was a waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm reviewing it so that it, it wasn't a true waste of my time and it actually has some kind of um, productivity. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> it, it was terrible. It was boring for most of the movie. The plot was boring. It was just a bunch of generic, strong female characters. Like, like we spoke about Ocean's Eleven, yeah? What The beauty of that is that every guy in the team is different. They've got different personalities, different <laughs> motivation, <laughs> different skill sets. Wait, in this on, movie, oh, hold on, T, hold on, T. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. We didn't review this, you know. <laughs> you didn't review it. <laughs> Fucking hell! Good. You didn't deserve it. Fuck this movie, bro. That's how shit is. You guys forgot to review it. Forgot to review it. I was like. What movie are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. See? It's shit. It's so, so bad. It's so bad. Oh, what did you, you think? Mine, mine, did you watch it? The drum, is this the one where you had the, you had the coach and stuff like that on it? No, this is the, the 355. This is the one where it's like the the women from all different... Um... Oh, that. No, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. No. <laughs> so you made me watch this shit. And then you didn't even review it. I'm dying of it. I'm dying of it. Oh my gosh. 
I'm sitting here, yeah, with this notes waste taking up space in my phone. This stupid like f- film living in my head this whole time. I don't even remember <laughs> it being added on the list, bro. Bruh, it was man. You lot the three five five. That was on the list. That was on the list. Yeah, I, I hated it. Oh I hated gosh. it. And I made myself watch it because I was like, "Fuck it, just watch it," and then. At least you can tell them how much you hate it. Right. But yeah, tell us. then, like I said, I didn't end up being on the episode. I fully thought you guys reviewed it. No, I and then I just it, left man. it there. <coughs> I need to watch it now. <laughs> blame, anyway. blame Nana, innit? Yeah, Have you not seen it, Nana? No, we haven't watched it. Am I the only dickhead that's watched this <laughs> film? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I'm laughing nah. so much because I was just like, wait, hold on a minute. When did we review this? And I was like, I typed on IMDb and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this movie. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I don't think anyone uh, watched it. I thought I that, thought you lot watched it, you know. I thought I fully thought you watched it and you can, it. you can message it in the group, but I did want to see it because it's got Lupita Younger in it. And, um, mm. you know, but well, yeah, didn't get around I, to it. I would give it a quarter chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's being generous. And that, again, is because... All right, well, you lot haven't seen it, so I can't say now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and watch it. If it's if yeah. it's on a streaming site, I'm gonna watch it for this week. Watch it because I'd like to see your uh, review on it because um, it is um, it, it, there is action in it. Um, it's something like it's something that I could see you. It could go either way. You're mm. either gonna like it or you're gonna hate it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I've put it right so I'll be interested to see w- once, what you think. Once I've watched some more anime, I've, I've put it right to the top of the list. Um, I'll probably try and watch this Sunday after work. Mm. I'm even gonna check. What right I will now say, what I will say, is boring. Mm-hmm. Like I said, all the characters are generic. They're all the same. There's no difference between them. They're all just moody women who are strong and can kick your ass. That's it. None of them have any different kind of personality. They're all just the same person. Mm. Um, the only one who's different is Salma Hayek because she's not a strong kick your ass. She's just like a normal woman mm. who gets caught up in this. So that's interesting. Um, Lupita Nyong'o and Salma Hayek are the only two saving graces of this movie. Mm. They Their acting is good. Um, and at one point towards the end, so there's a scene where something happens and from that moment on and again there's not much left of the movie by this point Mm -hmm. which is why it only gets a quarter chicken um but after the after this scene which you guys will know what i'm talking about when you see it because it is quite like wow wow shit you know what i mean and then after this the characters finally show some urgency the actresses finally get to show off like they, they they get to act do you know what I mean? They get to show some emotion and it starts to get good. But then, like I said, it's too late. The film's over quite quickly after that. <coughs> and then it's like, well, I, you, I wish you showed me more of that. But it, mm. I guess it, it doesn't matter anyway. The film's shit. Fuck this. I can't believe none of you watched it and I've actually <laughs> watched this shit. <laughs> I this, I'm sorry. I could do is yeah, apologize if I watch it before next recording. Yeah, yeah you don't have to watch it now because I did it. And so now you lot have to suffer as well. And I, and I want to see what you guys think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my review of that. So two things left. Um, I will do this one first. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 15, uh, came out recently. Um, the whole season is on Netflix now. 
Um, so that, that's nice. available there. Uh, but yeah, this season is really good. It is still on top form. It's fucking hilarious. The first three episodes, I think there's eight episodes mm-hmm. in the season. The mm-hmm. first three episodes are kind of your more traditional standalone episodes um, like the show usually is. I mean, there's a bit of continuity running through the show, but the majority of them are kind of like you could watch in any order. Like They're, they're kind of standalone stories. Um, so the first three episodes are kind of that. We get one, which is really funny. It kind of catches us up on what they've been up to uh, during like 2020. And you kind of see that they've actually been behind a lot of the big fuck ups of 2020. So the, the, the vote miscount, uh, around the, the, um, election was due to them. The election riots in Capitol Hill, they were involved in that. <laughs> That's uh, funny. The guy, the guy, you know, the guy, like the mayor or something who was sweating and you saw like the black. Oh, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. yeah. Again, they, they're behind that. And there's like a <laughs> montage, like a, a, a Forrest Gump style montage of them just involved in all of, all of the worst aspects of 2020. They're behind it, basically. So yeah. that's pretty funny. Um, episode two, uh, there's a running joke in this season where like Lethal Weapon is their favorite movies and mm-hmm. they make their own Lethal Weapon movies. So they've made Lethal Weapon 4 and then they made Lethal Weapon 5 and 6. Um, this episode says, uh, it starts off and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe, um, the library has removed lethal weapon five and six from, from the categories and stuff like that. The library has chosen to remove this movie that they've made. And it's because of, um, of, of blackface, like, because they're all white. Every character in this show is white, but they're like, who gets to play, um, is it is it Riggs or is it what, who, talk about the um not 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 the commissioner like the the chief the police chief yeah, but, you, you know you know he's part, oh sorry no yeah. no no sorry, not, not, not the not the police chief the um he, I know he, you're talking about his, his partner, partner the guy that's like I'm too yeah old. I'm too old. Danny Glover's character yeah obviously someone has to play him in it so they blackface themselves and then they but there's even a discussion <laughs> in the episode of like. You don't have to blackface that. Like, you can just be the character. And they're like, no, I have to do this because the character's black. Like, there's a whole discussion, right? That's part of the joke. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So this is obviously like, Always in Sunny likes to get meta and refer to like real world stuff. And they've mm-hmm. had a lot of episodes from the show have been removed from Netflix, again, because of blackface. There are, there are scenes where characters were like, pretend to be a different ethnicity like and again it, it they're meant to be the worst people in the world like you're you're meant to be disgusted by their actions and their obliviousness to to what they're actually doing is what where the humor is do you know what i mean like they're so oblivious to how offensive they are that's what makes it funny um so yeah so that was like a little reference to that uh, and then the third episode we is like a flashback kind of origins episode of how they get the bar uh, that they that they own and kind of Sweet D's character and how she because it's funny that her nickname has been Sweet D but in the show she's never been sweet she's always like this angry like bitch so we get a flashback to see why her name was Sweet D she used to be this sweet nice girl and we see what happens to her to cause her to be this this bitch that we know from the show 
Um, after that, the last five episodes, so episode four up until the finale, episode eight, um, it's kind of like you could put all those episodes together and make like a feature length episode or like, like a movie, like an always sunny movie because they go to Ireland because uh, some of them are Irish or like part Irish. They go to Ireland and like they're in Ireland for the rest of the show. And it, there's a strong continuity running throughout because one of the characters is trying to find their dad. Um, and, and so that's what the story of the remaining show. So it's good. It's interesting. Like it's something they haven't done before. It's a different location. Um, it's still fucking funny. Uh, so yeah, I would highly recommend it. A whole chicken for season 15 of, of always sunny. Um, and also for anyone that like is a fan of always sunny and, and wants more, um, they've just started doing a podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's just called the always sunny podcast. Uh, they've recently started filming it as well. So you can actually watch them sitting there like, and they often do stuff like they'll kick in a door just because they're like, you know, I've never kicked in a door. I've seen it in movies and I want to kick in a door. So they'll get up and kick in a door. <laughs> yeah. That's like me. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, anyone that's interested in that, what they're doing, they're going through from episode one, the first ever episode, they're watching each episode and then they're doing a podcast on each episode. So it's cool to, go through it with them and rewatch the episodes week mm. by week and then get their kind of inside information about how they made it and stuff. So it's, it's really interesting. I, I'd recommend that as well. Yeah. Um, last thing and then I'm done. Uh, I watched Uncharted. Um, again, I wasn't on the episode where you guys reviewed it. You guys did review this one. I listened yeah. to it. <laughs> and I was very, very upset with you guys. What? Uh, especially Micah. Micah liked this movie way too much. Like <laughs> it, it, it didn't make sense. This movie is, uh, again, it was so boring. Like it was just boring. It, it, I see, I've never played the Uncharted game, yeah, neither but, I. My, my, but my brother has, he had them oh. and I watched him play some of them. And I, I did get into, I got into watching him play it. Do you know what I mean? And, like Drake is a good character. Originally, I think the idea behind uh, um, um, Nathan Drake is that he was kind of like a combination of Indiana Jones and, and John McClane from Die Hard. Oh, I thought it was just a male T Raider. That's that was the, that's the, like the, the, the actual Cross. theme. That's actually like the actual um, genre of the game. Is mm. yeah, he's he's a male Tomb Raider, mm. but in terms of his character. He was meant to be a combination of Indiana Jones and John McClane in that he's not your typical action star. Mm. He's not your like rugged man's man who can do anything and has the skills and do you know what I mean? He's scatty. Like he gets beaten up. He he like fucks up a lot of the time and do you know what I mean? Smashes through windows and falls off rooftops and yeah. like he's he's a scatty guy, but he gets the job done. Like, that's the, the charm of him. So Tom Holland's casting is completely wrong. He's basically playing Spider-Man again. Yeah. Like, the way he's flipping about and doing all these acrobatics, that's not Nathan Drake. You don't do that. Like, mm. And so that, to me, was wrong. Even though this is meant to be a young Nathan Drake and it's, like, meant to be the origin or whatever, 
I still, I never got the impression that Jake, that Nathan Drake was ever like that. Like you, you, that's not something you, you just lose. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. can get older and you might not be as flexible or acrobatic, but you don't just all of a sudden become scatty. Do you know what I mean? Like you just either are or you're not. Yeah. So I didn't like that aspect of it. I thought it was, I thought it showed, um, Tom Holland's dedication to his acting though, where he's English, Tom Holland's English, but you could tell that Peter Parker and Nathan Drake, they had different American accents. Like mm. he, he definitely had a, a good dialect coach training him on this because, um, Peter Parker has a strong Queens accent. Like I think he was the first actor to actually incorporate this New York Queens accent. So that was cool. And then in this, he's got more of a generic kind of American accent. It's not as, as like, um, strong, strongly connected to a specific location uh, as much as I could tell, not being from America myself. Mm. So that, that was interesting. That kind of differentiated it a bit. But his actions was just Spider-Man. He was just Peter Parker. Like the scene, the plane scene, again, like a nod to a, a very similar scene that plays out in the game. But in this movie, it was done. Like the physics were stupid. He was just getting up and running along. Like he should have been holding on for dear life. Like you're, you're hanging off of an airplane. Do you know what I mean? You can't just jump up and run along like it's nothing. Like the wind alone would blow you down. Like yeah. it, it was stupid. It, 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 was, it was dumb. Uh, Mark Wahlberg it's a, it's a game was, movie, isn't it? huh? It's a, it's a movie on a game, isn't it? You can't take it. Too yeah, seriously. but even but even no, but even the game was more realistic. Like the mm. physics of the game, when you're playing it out, he's holding on for dear life. He's not jumping around like Crash Bandicoot or Mario. Like he's actually like you get this sense of danger, like he could fall off at any second, like mm. it's tense. Whereas the movie, it was rubber band physics. Do you know what I mean? Like it was so stupid. Like it, it didn't, it took me out of it completely. Um, considering it's an uncharted game as well. There weren't many scenes in uncharted territories. Like there weren't many scenes in jungles. There was scenes above jungles. There were scenes under jungles, but there was no scenes in a jungle. There was no like exotic locations. Like this is meant to be like a globe trotting, like you said, Tomb Raider type movie or Indiana Jones. But the locations were dumb. One of the locations they went to Italy or or wherever they were. I think they went to Italy. Yeah. And so you're thinking, ah, oh, sick. Like we're gonna get some nice Italy like landscapes. They ended up in a Papa John's. <laughs> what? You're gonna go all the way to Italy to film in a Papa John's? Are you dumb? Like, it, 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 it's just stupid shit like that. Like, really, I was disappointed in this movie. It, it gets a half chicken from me because mm. some of the action scenes, the set pieces were decent. Like, the one where they're carrying the boats around was pretty cool. Again, the physics were just non-existent, mm. but it was it was an interesting set piece. Mm. Um, I feel like Mark Wahlberg as Sully was wrong. He clearly looks a lot more like Nathan Drake. Yeah, I, I acts said that. a lot more like Nathan Drake. Yeah, I said that. Clearly, they wanted him to be Nathan Drake, but maybe his star power is not there as much anymore. So they needed a Tom Holland to yeah. do it. But it was stupid. He, he wasn't Sully to me, not at all. Yeah, and in yeah. that stupid post-credit scene where he comes in and he's like, "Hey, look, 
I've got on the shirt. I've got a moustache now. You see, I'm doing it. It's like, no, like, it doesn't matter. Visually, you can try and look like him, but you're, you, you, the character's not there. You're a completely mm. different person. Um, yeah, a, 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 apart from that, I just think it, 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 it was completely misjudged. Uh, it, it was wrong. Antonio Banderas was wasted. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That, and, and I was watching this, and I was thinking, do you know what? He would have actually been a much better Sully. <laughs> he would have been a sick Sully. Like even like even though there's a slight like race altering there or whatever, but still, mm. regardless of that, that doesn't matter. Like you can do that. So like you, you think if they had in Antonio terms of Banderas, character, Banderas he would have he would have done it sick as Sully and Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake. It, uh, yes, that would have been better. The only thing wrong with that is the age gap isn't big enough like mm. Sully is quite a bit older than Nathan Drake okay. so the age gap isn't enough but yeah those two would have been better suited for those roles mm. but instead they made Antonio Bandera some waste man villain who gets killed off like a bitch halfway through for this for this woman to take over because girl power and <laughs> no one cares so yeah it, it, was, it was just shit and boring um, the only positive I took from this was that PlayStation have their own movie studio now, which is pretty cool. Mm. I mean, we, we've seen Sega have their own movie studio. They're making their Sonic games. PlayStation are doing their own thing. And we've got um, Last of Us coming out. I mm. think that's a show. Um, there's going to be a Ghost of Toshiba show coming out, which should be really cool. Mm -hmm. um, they're making a Twisted Metal movie uh, starring yeah. Anthony Mackie, which could that. be cool. Uh, and a Jack and Daxter animated movie, which again could be pretty cool. So, I'm this movie made me more excited about future projects that were coming out just because I realized PlayStation are doing their own thing now. But mm. the movie itself was was a disappointment. Yeah. It gets a very generous half chicken. Okay. I almost want to give it a, a quarter chicken, but I feel like even though they weren't the characters from the games, the dynamic between Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg was entertaining. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't Nathan and Sully. Like, it wasn't. It was some yeah. other guys. But it was still entertaining. Um, there's an Uncharted fan film. Mm -hmm. It's only 14 minutes long. And it is infinitely better than this whole movie. Is that the one with Nathan um, Fillion? Nathan Fillion, yes. The real Nathan I, Drake. I, I, this still is, have, I still haven't seen that. And... Again, I think for me is I don't know the source material. In it. I've seen like little clips here and there of people playing it on online, and mm. that's about it. Like I don't, I have no connection to um, the Uncharted series in it, so I just enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I mean, if you take it for what it is, it's decent, it's entertaining. That, that's why I gave it a half chicken. For its own merit as a movie, it's a half chicken. Mm. As an Uncharted movie. It's bones. Mm. It's it's not good at all. It it is a letdown. Like I said, this the, watch this fourteen minute fan film. It's like it's minor. Like it's just him goes to this mansion. He infiltrates it. There's a he gets captured. There's a bit of banter. Like you, and it's it's full Nathan Drake. Like mm. in in it's him. He looks like him. He acts like him. Um, Stephen Lang plays Sully. Mm -hmm. um, Stephen Lang was uh, you know in Avatar he was the general guy 
Oh, the yeah, old yeah. guy. He was a general. He was the blind guy in the, in that that yeah. movie. So again, he suits that role. He's got the mustache. He's got his little his little cigar. I mean, he's he embodied that role perfectly. And there's even a moment where there's like a shootout going on, and he's making his way through the the complex, and it's like filmed behind him. So it's like a view of the game. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like for a minute you're watching the game in live action. And I thought that was a really cool kind of um, a nice little shot that they did. So th- yeah, that movie was a lot better. That little short fan film, that gets a free piece. So much better than, than this dumbass movie that we got. Um, to me, gets a very generous half chicken. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. And then that's me done. I'm all caught up. All right. Do you know what? There is no time to go through. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let's... We we, we we gotta talk like two minutes about the Wolf Switch slap like other than that, <laughs> guys you know what I would love to but I'm shooting off now I have to shoot off sorry yeah <laughs> cool yeah then alright let's, let's let's leave it there then we might have to talk about Wolf Switch slap another week then alright so yeah. without further ado as Martin signing off Martin say goodbye to people bye everyone catch you next time uh, Big T say bye to the people bye to the people alright this is probably gonna get edited tomorrow because I'm going to bed as well bye bye mm-hmm. now Yes. <sighs>